Hello, listening people. Yay! <laughs> yay! I was trying to say hey, but I said yay, whatever. <laughs> You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek. You're not gonna say the last name, huh? And on Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated <laughs> Masterpieces, that's the name. <laughs> Thank you. So. What we are is a spit and a polish. Why are we a spit and a polish? Because we're always spinning and we both happen to be Polish. So that means that one of us is spit and one of us is polish? No, we are both spitting. And you said we, we are, are both... a spit and a polish? No, spit and polish. Spin polish each? Yeah. Okay, fair we, enough. We are both spitting and we are both polish. Okay. Good English lesson, kitty. I the... I speak English, so good. So... Mikiamo. I don't speak Polish. Italian. So, <laughs> that means I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, in which we do feature length audio commentaries for movies that you think to yourself, maybe this doesn't deserve a commentary, or hey, maybe this isn't the movie worth talking about, but that's where you're wrong. These are forgotten gems. These are movies that may not be completely out of the public eye, but aren't completely in it either. They're movies that had their time in the sun, and they didn't get to roast in it long enough. These are movies that are worth talking about. Pieces of art. Why do we talk about them? Because someone worked on these movies. Someone wrote a script. Then that script got accepted. And then someone directed it. Actors were involved. People spent their lives on these movies, making them and watching them. But not enough people spent time appreciating them. Hmm. Mm. Funny how you mentioned that a script was written. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get to that way later. Yeah. But we'll just keep that in mind, audience. So, a script was written. So I'm excited. So, Bartek, what is the legendary film we're watching today? Is it legendary if it was made in 2011? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary film that we are watching today is... 2012 from 2011? What? The movie 2012 in 2011? What? Was that when it was made? What? It was made in 2011. <laughs> good. Because I saw it when I was still in high school. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Keep going. What's the, movie? the legendary movie that we are doing today is Dziewczyna w Czerwonym Polish word for who that I forgot. You looked it up before we did the show. An hour ago because you Bartek kept blabbering. I can't remember the real Polish title for, for things. Now, usually... I forgot wait, the last me, word. Usually Bartek speaks Polish and I do not. But this episode Bartek does not know Polish and I do. And he was trying to say Red Riding Hood from 2011. Is that the movie? Yes, it is, Ryan. Thank you, Bartek. So, the movie we are watching is the 2011 classic Red Riding Hood. Yes, the Gary Oldman classic. And the classic with the director of the film franchise that we all love so much. The first one. Yeah, but she started it all. Stephanie Meyer. No, <laughs> no. You just keep saying wrong things, Ryan. No, you're, but you're close. Not Fifty Shades of Grey, but the first director of Twilight. The brilliance of her work is seen in Red Riding Hood. And the brilliance of her work is not just seen by myself and Bartek for this episode. No, no, what? no, no. We are joined by a recurring guest. Recurring meaning that this is their second time she's, on the she's show. She's now recurring. Well, well... You know, by the time they listen to this episode, the episode will have been completed. So then she has, she is a recurring guest. 
by the time that this episode so, is finished. So do you think there will be some people listening to this after already listening to her, like, seventh appearance on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I see. So... For all you people from the future. Who is it, Bartek? Ladies and gentlemen, it is... Who is it, Ryan? It's not me. That's... That's the big... That's the big one. Whoever you're introducing... But you can't introduce me. <laughs> Did you hear the who is it part? Yeah, but I'm ignoring that because I, ah, I gave you the responsibility. So if you're ignoring it, then I said it is Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> oh, okay. I see why you understand. Who is it, Bartek? What, Rachel Apps? Rachel Apps. Hi, Rachel Apps. Hi, thank you for the very philosophical introduction. Wow. Already off to a sarcastic start. Did it really make you think? Start. Yeah. I do. Like, when does something become reoccurring? Does it have to be completed in its second occurrence to be considered reoccurring? Because when you are anticipating an event, you say that it's reoccurring. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to be a repeat of something that you have done. And that there is an education lesson from Rachel Apps. Yes. Teacher. And Bartek, who's also a teacher. Fun fact, I'm not a teacher. I'm just a guy who's hosting a podcast show. So on a level, I am a teacher. So get your copy of Red Riding Hood ready. Because I imagine you all have the 2011 copy of Red Riding Hood. There's many versions out there, but we want the 2011 well, Ryan, one. Ryan, hold on. For the future people, they might not have the 2011 copy. They might have, like, the 20... Yeah, well, you know, that's why I'm telling them they need, the, they, they need the copy of 2011, right? right? Made in 2011 with Amanda... Seafried? Seafried? Rachel? You're an English expert. What's that? How do you pronounce the last name? Is it Seafried? I think it's Seafried. I would pronounce it Seafried. Seafried. That's what I'm going well, with. Well, I'm going to go with Siegfried uh, and Roy. So, Siegfried and Roy are in this movie. Who else is in it? Uh, Gary Oldman. I already said this. So, Siegfried and Roy and Gary Oldman, their tiger, is in the movie. So, get your copy ready, because we're going to start this magnificent film, this piece of art, in three, two, one, play. No. Get ready to be educated. So, what is everyone's history with this movie? Bartek, let's hear from you first. My history with this movie is that I've seen it. But I've not only just seen it for this show. I saw it in cinemas back in 2011 with three other people. Can I just stop you there? That answers a question that I had last night about this movie when I watched it, which was, who saw this in the cinema? Um, well, I wasn't one of the ones who liked it. I have a question. <gasps> yes? You said that you saw it with three other people. Have they oh, been on the two show? Two of them were on a date. <laughs> you were third wheeling it well there were four people right yeah but so... you were the third person and the I was third was wheeling four. it with the other guy alright <laughs> were you on a so date with the you other were guy? on a double friend date where the other people were already a couple this is brilliant well there was one couple there was me and, and there was another guy who who will be on this show at some point oh but cool uh, the question it's that Josh I ha- yeah. Joshy the question that I had, were you the only people in the cinema or did you just mean that they were the group that you went with? Those were the people that I went with as, uh, a, as a little group. So, so, wait, so wait, more hold, than three people went to that cinema. Hold on, Rachel. Well, before, four in my group. Before so. we get lost on the... Before we get lost <laughs> I, in the sorry, woods... Sorry, I keep on disclaiming. Before we get lost in, the, lost in the woods like Hansel and Gretel, can you keep going? So, so you saw it with three people and you just said you did not like the movie when you saw it. I didn't say that, but yes, that is true. 
That's what you just said. I you said inferred. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. I, said, I was the only one who did not like. No, it. I said that I wasn't one of the ones who really liked the movie yeah. because, because I. Well, that means you didn't like because it because there was my friend who was not on a date. Uh, he really liked this movie. Why is he not on the show? Uh, well, he will be at some point, but he's Damn busy it, right Josh. now. Fuck you, Josh. What was the name of your friend who really like catch that kid? That uh, Nathan? Nathan and Josh need to get their own podcast <laughs> show. So, you saw this in 2011 when it came out in the cinema, yeah? Yes, and I hadn't heard of it until they said, hey, want to see this? And I said, yeah, sure. So you never heard of Red Riding Hood before? I never heard I'd of heard the legendary of, story. I'd heard of the origin story. I've seen a play. The origin story. Of, it? <laughs> Into the Woods doesn't count. Can I make a point about this the, the, this particular scene. You may. So, for those who aren't watching along. Fuck you. Um, yeah, Ryan! <laughs> yeah, you should because it's a masterpiece. The, she just digs her Narrating own her younger self walking past the tribute uh, of, of the little piglet being set up for sacrifice. Oink, oink. Does that make it not vegan friendly to watch because they know? No, no, you see, it's different because you see that pig is not actually a real pig, it's an actor. So they use you know you know Andy Circus from the Lord of the Rings movies? Well, he said, I'm gonna be in this as a pig. And he was. So, um, do you, do you, th- that brings up another philosophical question. Why is all... an eight-year-old girl got sexy eyes for a 14-year-old boy? Is That's that the, the question? the second one. Um, no, and hold on, there's pl- Sorry, um, you've tongue-tied me because there are explanations for that, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> it is, no, it's look, look it's establishing look a future this. romance. Yeah, but look... No, no, I know it sounds inappropriate, but this eight-year-old girl wants to really... Fuck this 14-year-old boy. It's really weird. And then, 10 years later, they're the same age. I was just going to make a vegan joke. but (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your vegan jokes. Let's talk about baby sex. (laughs) Let's bring it back to Baby's Day Out. Baby sex. What do you think? It wasn't baby sex. It was, you want to fuck that baby. So you want to fuck young Amanda, Siegfried, and Roy? Do I? (laughs) I don't know. So... You were about to say... Okay, we've got completely off track. There's lots of questions about okay, okay. this movie. Asks. I saw the movie with three others. Two of them were on a date, and two of us were not. Um, the guy who I was with, Josh, who wasn't on a date with anyone, he really liked this movie. Is I, he dating anyone now? Yes. Oh, good for him. Yep, the big, strong, blokey guy. Really? Um, yep. Uh, oh, good for Josh. Yeah. So would you cast him as a woodsman in this film? Josh or his boyfriend? Josh. No, you. His boyfriend, yes. Josh, yeah, maybe. Why not? No, no, fuck it. Josh can be can be the wolf. They can wolf. go gallivanting in the woods on their lunch break. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so when he comes on, Ryan, you can tell him about this episode, I guess. <laughs> why doesn't he listen to the... What? Josh doesn't listen to the show? Fuck Josh. He's not oh, going no. on the show. He's too busy watching Red Riding Hood with his big burly man. And watching Siegfried and Roy with an axe instead of a tiger. Uh, he's not Siegfried and Roy. No, she is. is. Alright, alright, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, uh, what are your histories with this movie? No, no, Bartek, finish off your history. <laughs> this is like World War II. It took five years. I can't, I can't remember what the couple thought of it. I just remember... I, I guess this is the important point. Were they too busy finger-banging? I don't know. <laughs> 
You made didn't me notice if they were thinking back? Did they not see I was engrossed with this movie, okay? <laughs> and look, wait, wait, the wait. whole point of you... Yes? That, that's something... That's a movie poster worth, worth quote. I didn't know. I didn't notice they were finger banging. I was too engrossed in the movie. Well, there's an image for you. There's, there's an image. Facebook fans, you get that eventually. Red Riding Hood. That's actually a really good quote. <laughs> Red Riding Hood. I didn't notice they were finger banging because I was too engrossed in the movie. Okay. So look, the point. I mean, the original spirit of the question you asked was like my impression of the movie. First off, Great uh, Caesar's question. I didn't really like it when I saw it in cinemas. Just, for some reason, young 18-year-old Bartek just wasn't into this movie. Maybe it's because I haven't seen Twilight. Maybe it's because I don't... I don't think it did the story justice or anything like so that, because apparently... Do you have a more preferred version of Red Riding Hood? Or you just feel it doesn't capture the spirit of the fairy tale in its way that it's best I, known. Well, ba- this is 2011 Bartek, right? I guess 2011 Bartek just wasn't thinking. I really like how you're saying 2011 Bartek with your accent inflicted. Well, like, you're like, when you refer to 2016 Bartek, it's like Bartek. But then 2011 Bartek is like Bartek. Like, you're getting a real. Well, first fun... of all, I roll the R. That's, not all the time. I know not all the time. Not but most I, of the time. By default, I try to roll the R. Not anymore. When I'm look, it depends. Can on you just keep that as a thing? When you refer I to like past it. Bartek, you use your thicker because back then you didn't know as much English. <laughs> no, it's no. it's like when when you're just going back in time, you eventually just start translating. You're just eventually like saying more and more Polish words, like you know, four-year-old Bartek, and you just throw the words hat well, in there. Four-year-old Bartek was still struggling with English, so I'd give you that. <laughs> you go, it's true. Um, no, it, it kind of depends on who I'm with, because when I'm with. Uh, my grandmother, whose English isn't perfect, but she can manage. I kind of put on an accent, so I pronounce words a bit differently. But when I'm with you guys and I'm speaking like this in this way, I'm probably gonna say Bartek just because. It, it's hard switching your but... accent in the middle of talking. But... Like if you were to just simply ask me, one would answer, "What is your name?" I'd probably go Bartek. But did your older sister die by having ketchup stains on her dress? Is the real question, the real spirit. My na- I, I speak that way with an accent, but my sister died because she had stains. <laughs> that's that's a sentence. What are your histories with this movie, guys? Uh, Rachel? I did not see this in cinema. I watched it probably a year after it came out. 2012, that's where the world ended. For the first... Oh, that's when you came to time. Melbourne. Oh, oh yeah. It must, it Did you know me? No, I watched it at a friend's house. It was on her Foxtel, oh. and we caught it about halfway through. And she had watched it in the cinema. Should have been on a Wooftel. And we watched about twenty minutes of it. Only twenty. And then switched between it and Channel V. Oh, it was on V at the time. Was Nicki Minaj just rising um, up? <laughs> I think. Uh, it was VH. We did watch a bit of VH1 that was doing a pink special. Oh, I like pink. So we got to watch. She should have been the wolf in the movie. We got to watch So What, and then skip back to this. Wait, so you were flicking we were- between different TV stations while watching this movie, and did you like the movie? 
Not really. Is it because you didn't watch all of it in its entirety to see the world building and the complex writing oh, and acting? Yes, I, I feel like we we watched the last twenty minutes and it didn't have any particular impact. Wait, because... you saying that Granny Stew didn't get you going in the last twenty minutes? I was like the best part of the movie. I'm already skipping ahead to my favorite part I... of the movie, which is Granny Stew. You remember Granny Stew? Bartek? I don't think her name was Stu Ryan. Thank you. So, that's your history, yeah? You just didn't give it the time of day. Uh, and then I didn't give it the time of day a second time. <laughs> Why did you give it a second time if you weren't going to try? Because <laughs> I still wanted to try. I knew that it was a masterpiece and I was failing to... I was failing to appreciate it in its majesty, okay? So, how did you fail the second time? I fast-forwarded. Wait, you had a copy of it and you fast-forwarded it? Why? Why? Was it not visually appealing enough to you? I was in love with another man. The mum just said it. You oh, know? This is actually important stuff that we want yeah. to talk about. But I, came, but I came to love your father. You know, I thought that she was... Uh, for a long period of time, I thought that she was Scully from the X-Files, the actress who plays Scully, but with a lot more weight, and then I realised I was wrong. Good for you. So, that was my history with the movie. No. So, you, you didn't give it a chance once, twice, but then three times a lady, did you? <laughs> no. We Wait, there was a third time? <laughs> last night we watched it for the... Fun fact, last night we watched it for the third time and Rachel could not remove her phone from her hand, and I had to remove it for her. <laughs> Did you put your hand in her hand? No. <laughs> no, he just confiscated my phone. I threw it on the other side of the room. So my history with this movie was I had never seen it until watching it for this show. I knew it had a legendary uh, status as a a big budget Hollywood fairy tale movie that came out in 2011 when 2010, 11 and 12, I think, Hollywood was really on trying to make fairy tales and old-fashioned monster movies a thing. So, oh, yeah. Huntsman, Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, uh, Mirror, Mirror, this, Robin Hood. Was that also the year of Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters? Yeah, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, Robin Hood, uh, you know, all these movies just all kind of flocked out in a year or two, or maybe even, you know, and some of them staggered in a bit later. And it was just like, I remember seeing this, and here's my memory. I was in high school... I was sitting oh, in... Oh, you were Ryan. I was Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I was young Ryan. And I was sitting in the art room, and my good friend Samantha was just like, I'm going to go see Red Riding Hood this afternoon. And the local cinema was no longer around, so that cinema that she was seeing it at was 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And she was like, does anyone want to come with me to see Red Riding Hood? And we all turned around and said no. <laughs> And then I remember she said to me, it was all right. And I said to myself, well, if Samantha thought it was all right, it means it's one of the greats. You know, this movie is 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 fantastic. And I knew that for a very long time. And then I finally watched it. And, you know, now we get scenes like this where the dialogue is stellar. You know, it's like we need to return to the so film. It's no. very poignant moment. If you love her, you'll let her go. Cinema writing 101 says always use that kind of dialogue. So Ryan, when you when you saw the movie last night, did you have to run over to Samantha's house? You opened the door. Yeah, I ran all the way to a different state. Yeah, you saw her crying, and you crying. told her, "I finally saw it." <laughs> She's been crying since <laughs> and, 2011. And then her tears just went away, and she just said, "Thank you." 
Is that what happened? I would be that surprised yeah. if you, you ran to Sam's house on a random night and she was Hey, crying. hey, very emotional look, person. we're missing out the story. They just pointed out that, you know, maybe the father guy is right to call in the werewolf hunter. So, what's the plot of the movie, Bartek? Um, in case people don't know the Red Riding Hood plot. And this is a bit different than your normal Red Riding Hood. This movie or... Yeah, this movie. Okay. Uh, the plot of this movie... Don't touch my keys! Uh, <laughs> okay, so go from there. <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from, from Don't touch my keys, what right. happens? The plot of the movie is Don't touch my keys. Okay, just don't... For a second. I, I thought that, that was just the first act. In the first act, Siegfried and Roy tells Gary Oldman, Don't touch my keys. <laughs> Gary Oldman then, doesn't turn up to the that's my favorite character. That's my favourite character, by the way. The old man with the Santa Claus hat with the scythe. Sorry, for two seconds, I completely forgot I was doing a podcast. Well oh, done, guys. So, so, wait, 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 wait. Mindfulness yeah. is important. Calm down, everyone. The plot, according to Bartek so far, is don't touch my keys because for two seconds there, I forgot that we were doing a podcast. So that's in the first act. Yes. What then, happens um, in the second? Well, after they hit their heads and get amnesia and they do the whole thing of we need to go get that werewolf. Um... <clears throat> Well, no, I, I just skipped over a bunch of things, didn't I? So we need to establish the fact that the Little Red Riding Hood, who at this moment is still wearing blue, um, which isn't the opposite colour. You know, she should be wearing green. Yeah. Um, Other people are wearing green in this shot. Well, then they'll have a poignant reason to wear a Red Riding Hood, but they don't end up doing that. Is that, is that your favourite That character? guy has one arm. No, but <laughs> the guy did have one arm. He's my favorite character then, just because he has one arm. Look, Henry so... Henry is so emotional right now. Excuse me, Bartek's trying to tell us the plot. I can't <laughs> believe I was interrupted. Now, look, Va- uh, she's got a name this time. She's got a name, and it's <laughs> Valerie, which... Go ahead, play with the keys. Um, her name's Valerie. She's from a family who's doing that arranged marriage thing that old-time oh, people typical. do. Oh, that's typical. old-time... <laughs> I'm gonna arrange a marriage for my daughter (laughs) that only old timey people do not like 70% of the world at the moment yeah yeah old timey people who are stuck did you know the whole nation of India is old timey I did not realise how much have you not seen have you not seen the infrastructure I mean come on guys who knew that we'll get Western political? Privilege at work. Quickly, before we, it goes away, in my notes, I did write down what kind of trees are these? Are these trees yes. in Europe, are they spiky trees, or do they make spikes that just because look like they've grown from the tree? I, I, I feel like they have been grafted onto but, the trees to tree make expert. the spikes because their rooftops have a similar Spike. aesthetic. Spikes are European well, aesthetic. As someone whose dad lives in a forest of I spikes, I can't say that I've ever seen spiky trees. I've seen very. I don't know. S- Steven Tyler it, lived in a forest. I know. There's a lot of very skinny trees, but not spikes. Do they trees. have spikes? Wait, wait, wait. Look, they're, they're actually skinnier than these spikes. Holy shit! Are those skinny trees? They they they're rooted in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the earth. Is the spiky tree or in the universe? Okay. I, I think that's a bit Wait, of an extension. Hold on a second, hold on a second. If you zoom in really, really <laughs> microscopically close at the tip of a spike, won't it just be blunt? Exactly. Because if, if you're going to say, you know, it's going to be spiky, then if you zoom in even further onto that spike, won't it eventually just be blunt? 
Would you eventually see the creation? Is of the there universe? such a thing as a it, spike? So the plot of the movie. Really <laughs> going back to the philosophy and missing the non-granny. Okay, look. Too. So the Indian family. <laughs> <laughs> Go on the Bollywood Red Riding Hood <laughs> with Siegfried. Don't, don't touch Wait. my keys. <laughs> with Siegfried and Roy. Starring Siegfried and Roy as one person. <laughs> They're standing on each other's tigers. No, no, it's three people. It's Amanda, Siegfried, and Roy. As Red Riding Hood, Amanda, Siegfried, and Roy. Currently wearing blue instead of green. And Gary Oldman is there too. He is too, and he's. It's another movie where he is. And there's a black dog, Harry Potter, you know. I was about to say, in all of these movies, there's always celebrities or famous actors who turn up. That I always forget this, but when I'm done with the podcast, I always wish that I said this. And now that I've built it up, it won't be as entertaining. But I always wish that I opened up with, like, saying which movies they are. And then just being like, oh, and Gary Oldman's finally turned up to the t- to our podcast show. I'm very glad he's here. You know, like, I want to do that with each big celebrity one because it feels very special when you see Oscar winners and Oscar nominees and actors who, you know, we can point to, like Paul Giamatti, like Gary Oldman, like Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg and all that, who are very, very skilled in what they do, whether they're comedians Mm -hmm. or dramatic actors or Paul Giamatti. And, you know, you you just have to really marvel at the fact that they... that. They're they an can be in unappreciated piece. masterpieces, and unappreciated masterpieces can be in them. In that sentence, was Paul Giamatti his entire own category? Isn't he always? Did you not watch Big Fat Liar? I just wanted a <laughs> clarification. No, <laughs> it was too smooth, X-Lax. You also got Bruce Cook. No, Bruce Cook. Bruce Cook isn't an actor. He's a he's a god. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking a lot. About other things, but not the movie. Now it's we're okay. Gonna... We're only you know nineteen minutes, twenty minutes in. So we'll talk properly about the, the only film. a fifth of the way through the movie. Rachel, why don't you give us the actual plot of the movie for those who don't know? And no racism. And spoilers or no spoilers? Well, you know, give us a loose plot. Like say, you know, Bartek and I were like, oh, we want to see this movie. Give us spoilers, please. (laughs) Give us spoilers. The quality of the spoilers will announce our decision. I do remember early on in the podcast, Biotech was all about the spoilers. He was just like, spoilers! Every time I'm like, well, Paul Giamatti turns blue later in the movie. Spoilers! It's like, it's on the poster. That was a fun running joke. Yes. Okay, the plot of the film is that it follows some of the general themes and ideas of the traditional Red Riding Hood, such as she gets a red cloak. In this case, it's given to her by her grandmother during the film. Uh She does, at one point, take a basket to Granny's house in the woods. But it isn't goods, like baked goods, for her ailing grandmother. It's something else entirely, which which you will find out later. It's a bit more gruesome than cookies, though. So in this film, it establishes a romance between her and another, uh, a woodcutter that works with her father. And then, not her father. And though. then they are about Good. no, no, no. And they've known each other since childhood, not in a paternal kind of relationship, in a slightly romantic and friendship way. Oh, okay. 
moving forward in the plot, her sister dies, they go hunting for the wolf, Gary Oldman turns up, tries to convince <laughs> Just them. Gary Oldman as Gary Oldman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He go do something between the Oscar nominations? Yeah. Um, he turns up, he tries to save the village, they get attacked, and then she discovers that the werewolf can talk to her, and that the wolf wants her to come off with him. <laughs> and then he does. And then that is the main complication. So it's a whodunit. It's a who's woofy. Yes, it is a who, who's woofy. Who's woofy? Who did you think woofy was when you first saw it, Biotech? I'm still shocked that you said that she was in love with a woodcutter. He's a woodcutter, yeah. yeah. He's a wood... We saw him cutting wood. She stole the axe. He could not support her. He's a woodcutter. Mm. Yeah, but that doesn't stop her from being in love with him. That's one of the complications. That's why the mother says, I know what a woodcutter Look, earns. Well, I don't know what you're talking about this love thing for. He doesn't have money. Question. Yeah? Muggles. Insulting irre- term or not? That The money seems irrelevant to her, which is completely historically inaccurate. Right, is that true? What? Everything that Rachel just said? Well, you see, this is a fictionalised Germany or England or America. Medieval times. Medieval. So, medieval something. So, is this when they establish that this character of the autistic boy exists and that he... Okay, what was this about, Biotech? I got very confused last night about this sequence. Why she's like... Why is she so angry at her? Like, specifically her. Valerie? Yeah, she's looking yeah. Valerie dead in the eyes and being like, oh, look, she's still looking at her. I can't like, say that, I thought that, of that. Like, why? Why, <laughs> no, no. why does she have such hatred for her? Hold down. Bartek always has an answer to these questions. because I Bartek, do. Bartek is a keen watcher of the movie. Why did old Gypsy Lady give Valerie a death stare? Is Gypsy a slur? Why did the old Gippo that... give her a... <laughs> oh, the Gippo, mate. <laughs> look... There's a reason for that, right? Look, Valerie is engaged. (laughs) Valerie's engaged to the dead man's son. Who who, she's talking to now. Who she's talking to now. Why did Bruce Cook go to the music school, (laughs) Bartek? I mean, you know what? This movie is very interesting. In which I said to Bartek before we started this, I said, Bartek. Was this? Did this movie feel short to you? And not short in the oh, it is a movie, and I enjoyed it so much that it just flew by. I think the movie, this movie, isn't like it's not one of those movies that is incomplete to the point where you're like, well, it's so obvious. I feel like this movie may have some tissue missing from it, and is that an answer to why it's not as appreciated? Maybe. Let's put it this way. Remember a couple of minutes ago how I checked the time of the movie and it said 20 minutes? Yeah. And then I made that comment like, oh, we're only a fifth of the way through the movie, and we were still, you know, trying to start. Yeah. Basically, you know, getting ready for all these jokes. It's like... Well, this set. You know what's happened? You know what's great about it? We've done 25 minutes worth of jokes, and nothing's really happened in the movie since we've started talking, other than <laughs> one person has died. Wait, wait, wait. And the wolf has appeared once. Yeah. Henry was hammering cold metal. He's a blacksmith. Is, yes. Which is not what you do. You hammer hot metal. That's the which, genius of this fantasy world. 
It does annoy me because later he, he is a... threatening somebody with a poker as if it is hot when it is clearly cold. Maybe it is hot. You didn't touch it. Well, Rachel, it's snowing. It's naturally cold. She's wearing red, which traditionally means she's a whore. My favourite part of that... It's colour. My favourite part of that is... Is Granny a witch? We're not doing Bewitched again, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no. Big question, though. This Okay, we're skipping a lot. Okay, so let's let's ground ourselves. The movie is at the point in which Gary Oldman is an emissary of the Catholic Church who specializes in hunting the supernatural, werewolves mainly, but I think it's kind of inferred that he does vampires and just general demons and stuff. Werewolves, witches, all this kind of stuff. He has a big elephant that, foreshadowing, the autistic kid was the first to touch it, and boy, does he touch it later. Well, they do say that, you know, autistic people are touched. Yeah, so. What happens is this town's being terrorized by a wolf. It's a whodunit who's the wolf. Gary Oldman is about to rock up onto the screen being the legend that he is. And, you know, later on, it's suspected... Huh? You get to see his cute kids. You get to see his cute kids. It raises a lot of questions, those kids, already. You know, he's a member of the Catholic Church, but he has a family. Ah, they had families back then, you know. You could become a high-ranking member of the Catholic Church after your wife died. So you answered your own question. But then it's just like... Well, you know, how old was his... How long ago did he kill his own wife? Because then he has her hand in a jar... In a box. The previous day. It was that morning. <laughs> I it was him. in the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... See see that woman on the ground there? That was her. I did it during the speech. You just didn't notice. The kids were distracted. That's why but, I told them that was the wolf. But the kids know that their mum is already dead so that means she has to be ha- killed before this scene well, or it could have been when they were babies and they just never knew their mum they were distracted by their PSPs yeah. PSPs so there's a lot of intrigue in this movie and I think what makes this movie one of the things this isn't a defining feature of what ma- what made this unpopular or unappreciated but I think it's a thing that really contributes is I feel like there's another half hour of this movie that isn't there, I think. You know, where there's lots more character development, character building. And that's not a negative thing, you know. This movie needed to be an hour and 40 minutes long. Yeah, 100 and that's, minutes. that's, you know, an average time for a movie, if not a little bit longer than your average length. Usually it's like 90, 95. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not, that's not too bad for a 2011 release of a movie. But, you know... That is for blockbuster success. We're talking about maybe why isn't this an artistic success? And I think maybe we need the director's three-hour cut. Mm. In which we see, you know, the little bits in between. Like, there's a scene later in the movie where Amanda, Amanda, Siegfried, and Roy gets accused of being a witch. All three of them or just who? There's only one. Oh, right, just the one. And there's tigers. And she gets accused of being a witch. And then they're like, you know, the the, the garb that she has, the red and then the, and the cloak, is that of witch's clothes. And then her defense is... Factual error. Isn't that what she, he says? No, he says that red is the devil's color. Yeah, but and thus think... she's a witch oh. in cohorts with, with the, the devil using dark magic. But... Art. So what he color is his cr- blood? Yeah, but he's not wearing it. He's so, wearing purple. But her grandmother made it. 
for her, her wedding. for a wedding day. Which we Does that mean... Have yeah. we mentioned her engagement? Kind of. Who cares? I did, I mean, but I was cares, laughing. Who cares a lot? Um, my it's, thing is... It's a semi-important plot point. My thing is... I asked myself this question. Is the grandmother a witch? For a good portion of the movie, I thought she was a witch, and then she isn't, or we don't get to know. And I thought, oh, maybe that's why there's something about this this whole family, is because, you know, maybe she's a witch. Yeah, this this movie <clears throat> does set the precedent that this village doesn't know a lot of things. Like, they don't know about werewolves. In the end, they don't know what's happened, that everything's actually been resolved. And they don't even have the slightest clue that there might be witchcraft going on. Yeah. So, I- anything could be going on. This could be... So, you're saying... This could be set in 2002, for all we know. You Just... mean The Village by M. Night Shyamalan? Do you remember that? I didn't see it. You, the, I think I've established on the show that I haven't really seen many can of these I, movies. Can I tell you a plot twist? Yeah. The, the plot twist of The Spoilers Village? Spoilers for The Village. Fuck it. Uh, the, the Village is like set in this kind of period, right? And then one of the characters from The Village leaves The Village and they run into a car and it's set in like modern day and you find out that the founding whatever people like the grandparent the grandparents or the parents or whatever were a bunch of like losers and lunatics that just ran off into the woods and made their own society i want to see this movie now so also you is what that movie this is the exact same movie like next door is a village village you know if only there was a more innocent or relatable movie we could have compared it to like oh I don't know Gulliver's Travels but yeah (laughs) (laughs) are you telling me a giant Jack Black is terrorising the town maybe who knows but look there's a point that I wanted to bring up for the last couple of minutes but I I needed to hear you out just so I could hear where you were going with the witch thing and it's a very good point but I want to mention one reason why I think this movie might not be held in not even high regards just held it all in people's minds yeah remembered by anybody there exists this acclaimed reviewer i won't say his name but let's just call him <laughs> let's call him roger eber um aha uh-huh. siskel is it yes gene siskel who died ages ago <laughs> in the 90s so gene siskel wrote a review that bastard gene siskel the 2011 film when he died in the 90s hmm. yeah go on Alright, so... Alright, it's Roger Ebert, guys. He released a review of this movie. <laughs> that motherfucker. And th- this was in one of the last years of his life. Um, he gave it one out of four stars. Delirious. Madman. I mean, clearly, death was on his door and he just knew that he had to get all of his hate out there. Go on. Yes. And speaking of hate, do you remember in our Snow Day episode, Ryan, how I pointed out that he was really fixated on one part of the movie, which was... Uh, Chris Elliott was his name? Yeah. His laugh? There was one thing that he was very, very fixated on in this movie. Gary Oldman's laugh? <laughs> no, but Gary Oldman's getting close. To Gary Oldman's accent? No. Gary Oldman's hair? It's not Gary Oldman himself. Oh. It's the big metal elephant. Oh, you got obsessed with the big metal elephant. Roger Ebert was very, very interested in this big metal elephant because he, he wrote in his review uh, something along the lines of 
Gary Alderman and his crew arrive with a large metal elephant to the town to explain the things about werewolves. And then his next sentence was, yeah, you read that right, a big metal elephant. Like, we were meant to be like, what, 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 what? We were meant to be shocked by that? And then he kept going on this tirade about how he really wanted to see the movie of them arriving in the town with the big metal elephant. I really would watch that movie too. So you're basically telling me Roger Ebert did it us, which is like... I will another grant, movie. I will grant you, yes, that is true, but he, unlike us, unfortunately, he is held in a high regard. He's very acclaimed. People listen to him. Depending your point of view. So I... Hitler was acclaimed. Even, even if you don't like him, you know about what he's saying. You know what he is. Same with Hitler. You know all those people who are like, oh, Hitler, but he was such a great speaker. He wanted to be an artist. Poor man. It's like, he killed people. Roger Ebert. He wanted to be an artist, except for he killed movies. Fucker. <laughs> so that that kind of attitude is just not on the movie's side, you know? Sorry, I was just laughing at the guys dressed up as pigs just fell in the snow and started wiggling their legs. Were the... they dressed as pigs or were they dressed as sheep, Ryan? Pigs, actually. Okay, fair enough. The priest is running away because he got boobs shaking at him. Oh, no. And foreshadowing... The wolf is going to come because the door got closed. <gasps> She's wearing red. Are you saying that you people only come the... behind closed doors? She's not yeah. even wearing her cloak. She's not even wearing her cloak and she even... walked through fire. I mean, ew, deadly stuff. Well, she's walking past the fire, so I guess... It's Through it. No, she's about to walk on hot coals in a second, which I find no, very no, funny. No, she has an almost sexual encounter before that happens. So is that guy sitting in his own bath? Is that what He's the... laying next to his own bath. Yeah, well, you know, is that his vomit there? Yeah. It's, uh... yeah, oh, now he's getting right. helped by the wolf. You're like, what's bath? No, wolf? I thought you were saying like bath, like bathtub, and I'm like, what? this guy's just humping him. <laughs> he vomited and then passed That's out. That's my favorite character. But my favorite character in the movie was like old man who looked like Santa Claus. But like, you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Marge and Ruth Powers do Thelma and Louise where it's like watch out there's ghost cars and they shoot that old man's antique cans you remember that when Marge gets a gun and she shoots the cans and the guy's like what did you do to my cans my antique cans the guy in this movie look like that but with an axe see I, th- I have to give favourite character the gypsy lady because that's the- you were right that one shot where she was giving that intense look it was, like it she was, did something she was in the scene. Did you notice her intense look when she shuts her windows? Yeah. In disappointment of the festival. So this is when Gary Oldman realises that this kid... He's got red hair. No, that this kid has the black magic card. And he's like impressed. Tarot cards. Yeah, he's tarot, but for him that's black magic. Yeah. And he's just like, hmm, keeping an eye on that boy. Okay, just lots of questions skipping about this movie's, you know. This movie is so well-structured that it makes us unstructured. Near there? It, it, like, makes up for it, I think. I think I think it makes up. Rachel, mm-hmm. the autistic boy. Yes. Yes. The autistic boy... <sighs> did you think thing. anything was going to happen with the autistic boy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yes. a bit where it's like... We found him. He's working with the wolf. Clearly, he's speaking in tongues, and he's working with the devil. Did you think anything was actually going to eventuate from the boy? Did you actually think he was working with the wolf or anything? No, 
I just thought they were pinpointing him because he's different. Ah, are you trying to say, Rachel? No, Bartek. Yeah, Rachel's saying this. I think. Are you trying to say that the monster is not actually the wolf, but the representative of the Catholic Church exploiting the differences of man? and in fact even murdering in cold blood anyone who is peculiar and or different? I think that that's one reading that you can take of this film. Just keep in mind that in the last episode that we did, I said a prayer at one point. So you're a Catholic Church member! Get him out of here! <laughs> you caught me red-handed! Not the Pope! <laughs> <laughs> that's right! It's me, Pope but Francis! You have to think about it. Good Catholic boy. Even I know it's Look, it's not even my birth name. I I made it up. My name is Pope Francis. See? (laughs) My my good friend Wiley Coyote and I are going on a bank heist later tonight. (laughs) Join us. They thought I was an Argentinian. (laughs) One thing I was looking forward to was the discussion of the weird lesbian tension that was happening during that dance. Oh, go on. Tell us about the weird lesbian tension. Rachel, please point out lesbian tensions. They could try and create this weird lesbian tension because, like, the Val- Valerie's love interest is dancing with Rose, and they're being all sexual. And then she starts dancing with her friend, and they're being all sexual. Yeah, it was weird. And now they're about to try and have wood fire sex. In the soft hay. Yeah, near she, wood fire. She points that out later. But she knows about the soft hay, Ryan. Soft hay, Ryan. Soft S- hay, Ryan? Soft hay, Ryan. That's what they call me down at the country club. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, hey, look. It's soft hay, Ryan. <laughs> and, then, and then I just go like this. Hey. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to make them feel like you have sex with people at the country club, but that... No, you it's- just say hey softly. Hey, it's soft day, Ryan. Just because the hi, soft day, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, you are. The- and then I just grab up my guns and shoot up the mice like a cowboy, like Ra- Yosemite Sam. Rachel has something to say. Rachel, just because the film makes everything sexual doesn't mean that everything in life has to be sexual. Oh, oh! Thank you for mentioning sexual, Roger. Roger, wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Roger Ebert thought. Does Gary Oldman fuck in that elephant? Or does he fuck the elephant? Did he have to fuck to get an elephant? What did he think? No, I'll give you this. This is the first line of his review. The, the elephant is way, way away <laughs> from being The first line, please be fuck. <laughs> just, just, I would love for him to even have a one-word review, which was just fuck. The end. No, it was, it was something along the lines of asking how many people really wanted a dark fantasy teen sexual movie made out of the story of Little Red Riding Hood. It does represent, like... Everyone. That, like, it tries to take on elements of, like, the pre-Grimm's fairy tale version of it. Mm -hmm. Because those fairy tales are really dark. Wait a second, hold on. Pre-Grimm's or actual Grimm's? Pre-Grimm's. What's pre-Grimm's? Like... Pre Grimm Brothers? The Grimm's Brothers. Didn't they write it? No, no they, they didn't write Red Riding Hood. These. Oh. These were like the. You're like, thinking of the, the other ones, the yeah? The fairy tales. Like they travelled around collecting and collating the stories what's into the ones, Hokohi. What's the ones you're thinking of? The ones that actually did write them? Like write these weird. These, a lot um, of these fantasy 
fairy tale stories. The ones that are like in Cinderella, yeah. she cuts her feet to get into the shoe. Yeah, I thought it, that was it's cool. very no. hard, it's very hard to tell the origins of fairy tale stories because a Maybe. lot of them it came out very similar in different areas yeah. because they all served the same purpose. Yeah. I didn't establish on this point, but I mentioned earlier when I was joking about me being a huge fan of the story that I saw a play sort of about Little Red Riding Hood. It was actually a school production of the first high school I went to. After I'd already left, I was in... This was 2010, actually, so a year before I saw this movie. There was this production at my uh, first high school, St. James College, where... In case you wanted to visit. Yeah, it's in, in East Bentley on Bignall Road. So I'm you sure people in news. other countries come to East Bentley in <laughs> Melbourne, visit his school. Anyway, uh, this play See was... where the Bartek grew up. Anyway, this play was about um, the whole idea of how stories are told in many different countries, specifically focusing on like a general Western view and a Asian, typically Chinese view. So like they showed a bunch of fairy tales that had very similar stories, but were told in very different ways. And yeah, for the Little Red Riding Hood one, it was all about the um, the typical lumberjack kills the wolf with an axe, but he's like he's a hero. He saved the day. Whereas in the Asian telling of the story. It was very gruesome, and you could hear like the wolf chewing on bones and stuff like that. And it was much darker. That's cool. Yeah. You know what this movie reminds me of? Did you ever watch the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow movie? No. Oh uh, well. See, see, that's the Love thing that, that bothers me about this movie is, like I said, I feel like there's less scenes in the movie like it's one of these movies where it feels like in total there's only eight scenes mm-hmm. you know what i mean by that like you know then i feel like that's okay you can have that but look i just love the fact that gary oldman is a skilled werewolf hunter and he just sucks <laughs> he sucks so hard like what's his tactic a world war one this which is a run directly to it like a gentleman Jousting is what he's trying to do. Because he has his. Sh- well, he should have run somewhat to the side of it if he didn't want. Like, here's my idea. He ran, he, he ran his horse directly to the wolf's mouth. It's not like he could stab him because yeah, his horse and, is in the way. And, and also, if he wanted to joust, he probably wouldn't use a sword. And if he did, <laughs> he would have. I know. If he did, he would have wanted to do it like. More to the side of the wolf, not direct onto the wolf. Like well, maybe when they we did do joust, choreograph it that way, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's right. The wolf didn't know the choreography. Give, give the film a chance. Maybe they intended something. And Kristen Hardwick just... did a really good job. Rachel's right. We're the monsters. No, the monster is the Catholic this film Church. More that you're a part of Mr. Pope. Quiet, quiet, Ryan. <laughs> I love how your Pope voice is very similar to yours and Wells and Roger Ebert voice. I'm not Catholic, but I wish I created the Catholic Church. I think he was, you know. What? Maybe he was. The creator of the Catholic Church. He always is, you know... Like reincarnated? Or no, Orson Welles is really old. Was, or, like a vampire old? No, no. I was there when Jesus was born. Well, you know why he survived so long? He ate a lot of pickled foods. And it preserved his insides from aging. And now in the point is of the story. Is Where we are revealed the, the wolf has brown eyes. And we are also revealed to it that it can talk. It can Bartek, talk to her. Bartek. No, no, no. Bartek 
Did you realize straight away that it, it could only talk to her? Not straight away, no. I thought the other chick heard it too. <laughs> when did you realize that she didn't? To be fair, Valerie also thinks that she could creepy hear him. children eyes. I I didn't realize until the girl actually until we the audience was told, you know, Valerie was just talking to the Wolf by herself. Like she said that she could hear her talk. I'm like, oh, but what about the other girl? The other girl who's pissing her pants right now. Yeah, the the movie gave us the plot twist that it was a tell don't show. Mm, I like it when they do that. Well, yeah. I could tell. You could? How? How could you? Well, was it the two when... other times that you watched it that gave it away? Yeah, I did have an insight after watching it multiple times, but also because of how confused she looked and the fact that she doesn't freak out about the fact that the wolf is talking. She looks more concerned oh, about Siegfried her friend. And, Siegfried and Roy didn't seem that concerned. No, she, she was very calm. That's the thing I like about this movie, Bartek, is the main characters are very, very calm. Like, you know, if I just saw my sister's dead body, I would say to myself, oh, like, I'd be sad. But Siegfried and Roy, you know, just stone-faced. You know, it's like the period piece drama really shows the mentality of the people at the time, you know? Like, except for that, you know, that fucking gypsy lady ruined it by being all sad-looking. She should have just looked at Manda Siegfried with a calm demeanor to match the society at the time. Like, look at them. They're not that upset that bold idiot died that he had ketchup all over his face. Ryan, do you reckon that the main actress got along with the actor that played Henry or... You don't Percy even know, do you? Whichever one. Your loaded the, the question. The black-haired love interest or the blonde love interest? The male love interest. Oh, you mean Gary Oldman. <laughs> well, I don't think she got on with Gary too much because Gary is an... Look, it's Gypsy Lady again. Um, <laughs> do you actually know what trivia I'm trying to... I do. <laughs> which is she did not get on with... Um, with him, the woodcutter, because, yeah. I don't know, he looks like a prat, I guess. I don't, no, we don't, no, no, we don't need was, to know why. She had a bad experience with him at a dinner party. But what does that mean? Did exactly. he try to finger bang her and she was just too engrossed in the maybe script? Maybe he was just an arrogant drunk. No, maybe she was an arrogant drunk. She said she had a bad experience. Yes. Maybe she pooped her pants. We don't know what was, went on. I, I seem to recall back when Twilight was... Uh, when the first movie was... There were a lot of pooping pants incidences, yeah. I remember once my mum told me something along the lines... She'd heard a news story where uh, Case 2, Kristen Stewart, Mm -hmm. said something along the lines of... (laughs) I poop my pants. (laughs) What was was the Edward Collins actor name again? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Apparently, like, he didn't believe in showering or something or, or he always smelled bad or something so he pooped his pants a lot i knew our pants smelt like shit then why did you say it was kristen stewart because she also they were boyfriend and girlfriend so she would smell like shit because she's around him a lot ryan you are the most logical person and i love i'm you the boy. fucking gary oldman of this team we might add where did gary stab this guy he stabbed him in the face there's later on he stabbed him in the camera stabbed him in the camera I hate when I get stabbed in the camera. It really hurts. So, this film had a, has a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to kind of unpack, you know? Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman is kind of a standout performance in the movie. It's because he's the one who's emoting the most, I think. And that kind of really gives into the feel because him and these two guys here, 
his two henchmen, guys, his whole crew and him are the only ones that have emotions, which I think is really other than fear. I feel that really is world building because they're from outside of this village, so they would have different ideals, different perspectives, different emotions. Yeah, they've been to New York. You know, 2002, remember? Yeah, Twin Towers already been gone by that point. Mm. Tragic. So, and they've also got that whole thing of um, they're saying a lot of immoral or horrible things, but they're also right. Like everything he says about the werewolf is right. Is right. Yeah. Everything Gary Oldman says is right. Everything he does is wrong because he doesn't follow what he says he's going to do. Everything that he says he's going to do, nobody does. Like he says. Get everyone to the church, and I'll hunt the wolf. Everyone stays at home until the wolf attacks, and then they run to the church like sheep. And then he's just like, I will, you know, I will hunt the wolf. Doesn't hunt the wolf, he just lets the wolf kind of attack people. Like, he doesn't do any detective work during the day. <laughs> to be fair, the one wolf he did kill was someone he lived with. Oh. So he could just... No, but he's hunting... He's, I felt like he's And hunt- she was wounded! By him! She, she lost a hand to by him. She would have lost a lot of blood by the time that. So he we missed this scene. Off. Maybe she was masochistic. Maybe she was. The mum, the mum got cut in the face by the wolf, but that doesn't mean you become a wolf. You, you remember what makes it. you become a, a, a not not a wolf, it's but bit, a wolf. Bitten under a blood moon, was it? You have to be mm-hmm. bitten under a blood moon to become a wolf. But yeah, so that's the law. They are weak to silver. Silver instantly kills them. Instantly kills them. Like, doesn't matter how far you stab them. As long as you scratch them with silver, they're dead. That's kind of gist. At least in their human form. Hmm. Because Gary Oldman's defense mechanism is to wear silver, have a silver sword, and paint his fingernails silver. Just for good measure. Was it really just paint? No, well, you know, like he's he's coated. he's coated his fingernails with silver. Okay, so that wasn't like. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he coated did. them. He had yeah. two nails on each hand seen. sharpened. We haven't seen that yet. No, it's gonna be a plot plot twist. That's what we call a plot twist. That's what we call a third act changer, because my God, I cheered when that happened in the third act. There's a bit. Later on in the third act, where she has an iconic image where she's wearing the red and she goes to the church and she looks like she's praying in front of the church grounds with her basket and she gets up, goes to deliver stuff for Granny. And I said to Rachel and Mark, my housemate who's been on the show as well, I said, Do you think Gary Old? Because at this point, Gary Gary Oldman later on, spoiler alert, dies in the movie, gets his hand bitten off, and it lands in the church ground outside the church grounds. He dies in the church grounds. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if Gary Oldman's dead body was just still laying there, like they just didn't bother to bury him or put him away? And like, yeah. And then I was like, wouldn't it be great if his hand was still there, but it's just snowed an incredible amount since last night that it's covered? And then, bam. She actually went to the church to dig up his hand. And I was just like, this is great. Because this is the stuff I like about these unappreciated masterpieces, guys. The movie uses that logic. All of the movies 
use that logic, which is the wouldn't it be great logic. And I think that's good. It's good to have an optimistic approach to your storytelling, to have that thought process through your brain of wouldn't it be nice. Especially in such a solemn movie. Yeah, like Schindler's List could have used a used a nice little moment like that, but nope. Had to be in black and white and boring. Oh, and wasn't there also red clothing in that movie? Yeah. Ooh, Red Riding Hood in, in Schindler's List. Uh, maybe it's not set in... Two, maybe this isn't 2002. Maybe it's the 1940s. 40, 40s. Yeah. And Gary Oldman's a Nazi. Gary Oldman's played a Nazi before, I'm pretty sure. Feels right. Gary, maybe. have you not watched The Fifth Element? Well, I feel like you're right, like you said. I feel... No, it seems right, yeah? Gary Oldman, Nazi? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying he himself is a Nazi, I'm just feeling like he's played one. So earlier in the movie... Gypsy uh, lady, sorry, go on. <laughs> earlier in the movie, Valerie's younger sister died? Yeah. No, older. 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 older? Yeah, she looked younger. She didn't... But it's established that... She's older. She's oh. Older. Why? What were you going to say? My mistake. Um, the reasoning behind that movie... Uh, movie... That uh, mm. that event right there ties into the whole plot of the movie, which, you know, we've been so distracted by so many things we haven't really talked about. Don't worry, the movie doesn't have a plot, but go on. Yeah, no plot. That's the good thing about this movie is that it has so much of a plot that there's no plot. Oh, by the way, Gypsy Lady. I feel like pointing her out each time because she's always doing something stellar. What you were mm. saying? And never smiling either. Um, so, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but the dad is the werewolf. <gasps> what? You weren't spoiling that. Spoiler alert: This guy is about to get fucking roasted like a pig inside this elephant. Did he have any qualms about that, old Roger? Oh, no, as soon as he brought up the elephant, that was just like that was it. He said a few more things, and that was the end of the review. I would have watched the movie about them bringing the elephant to town. Yeah, it's in the movie, so well, I mean, technically, you got to see it. the parts before that where they got the elephant. And what they, they did with it before. The wording that he used was that he just wanted to see them taking it there. <laughs> like, he wanted, a, he wanted like a Scott of the Antarctic kind of adventure where they have to bring this fucking huge elephant all the way out to fucking middle of Europe in the snow. And then when, yeah. And then I suppose when they get there, finally, there's a vampire, sorry, werewolf movie. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. I just, <laughs> I just want to share a nice line that Gary Oldman just pointed out, which was... See how he sings the songs of Satan. Well, you know, it's a good, it's a good, like, see, this is a type of dialogue that we need to write more often in (laughs) scripts, you know, and here's the best part, someone wrote this. Now, I haven't asked this question in a very long time, which is, who, who wrote this? I know we could actually find out who wrote this, but, like, the question is, like, really, when this person was writing, what was going on? Well, Ryan, remember way, way earlier when you were describing what we do on this show and you wrote that some, you, sorry, you said that someone wrote and I said, remember that? Yeah. Not that I necessarily have too much to expand on that, but I oh, read good. somewhere that apparently this script has been made, obviously it was made, but it was made years before this movie was actually made. I think it was in 2009, this script the script for this movie or an earlier version for it was on the list of like 
uh, it was a list of scripts that weren't made into movies, and it was like apparently the top of like the one that people most wanted to have been made. Yeah, oh, the, the blacklist. blacklist. That's it, blacklist. Yeah, the blacklist always has movies that get made eventually, and they're always usually crap. <laughs> but look at this. This is someone wrote this. Where they're like, okay, fourteen-year-old girl strips off. Gary Oldman just chuckles, makes a spin around. <laughs> Spin around for me. At least she, oh. she waits until like the last moment. She waits till he finishes friend. laughing. Yeah. Yeah, but like she tries money, she tries sex, and then she goes for the information that oh. leads to her friend's certain death. Oh yeah, well, you know. Did you expect that she was the witch? I was actually like, oh, who's the witch? This is a plot twist. And well, then I was like, oh, it's her. Well, again, you were the one under assumption that there was a witch, so <laughs> I didn't really have that thought. No, no, I didn't think there was a witch until she brought up there was a witch, this girl. And I'm like, okay, witches exist in this. In the previous scene, she's like, don't tell anybody. They'll think I'm a witch. I didn't... Oh, sorry, I was getting mixed up with the grandmother theory you had. Yeah, okay. Grandmother theory is the grandmother's clearly a witch. That's why she turned herself into stew later in the movie, which is great. Granny stew. dishonouring the grandmother. She She was oblivious. Granny was just dumb. I just realised we forgot to ask Rachel who her favourite character was, but I think we know. Is it the stew or Granny? Rachel, who's your favourite character? Rose, the one who has a giant bitch at her when she's in the sh- in the wolf. Oh, that is such Older a good sister. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's not her sister though, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was friend. Right. Yeah, the, her friend is just like friend. her friend. who's just like my mistake. She wasn't. Her friend who's just like I always knew you were a witch. Ha ha. Fuck you. And then when she escapes the wolf attack, her no, friend's no, no, like no, that, that's a different come girl. in. Different girl. No. No. Her, like, whose favorite Rose, character are we talking about, Ryan? Fine. Rose is another one. She isn't one of the ones that stands up the front. That's part of his, like Valerie's gaggle of girls. Looks very similar to Gaggle Rose, of but girls. isn't actually Rose. I'm I really like the sure. fact that she looked at Gary Oldman's brown eyes. Like, could Gary Oldman be the werewolf that's been terrorizing the town for 20 years? Could he be the one that knocked Gary Oldman off the horse? <laughs> <laughs> could Which he? she was watching. Could he be the one that murdered his own man in front of Gary Oldman? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Like, really, the qu- really, all you need to do is have everyone accounted who was in the church, and who wasn't in the church is clearly the wolf. Logistics are not the strong suit of this. No, set. this is a feeling movie. It's, it does Gary Oldman feel like the wolf? Is it, rather than logically, he's not the wolf? Do you agree, Bartek? You know, we, we asked a question earlier where this movie was set... Oh yeah, where and is this? Then? We we kind of thought Germany, but then I just realized Poland is a brown eyes real. Like if everyone in the town has brown eyes, is that really? Well, she doesn't have brown eyes. She has blue eyes. Almost everyone in the town has brown eyes. That that's the point. Does that really <laughs> scream German? What colors do Germans' eyes have? Well, the typical joke is blonde, blue, blue eyed. Yeah, yeah, but that, that wasn't know. most of their population. Hitler had brown thing. eyes. Like the Aryan race was a specific sect of their society. That he did. They also have Chinese Chinese soldiers or whatever as well. Well, I mean, 
remember well, who, he's a representative remember, of the church. Remember yeah. who Death is. Death is Whoopi Goldberg wearing Chinese clothes. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, did it come across as clear to you, Bartek, that he was dead? Um, I thought he was just asleep. Well, I'm like, he's had a hard night. Her reaction kind of gave it away, but... Uh, <laughs> but didn't rea- if, if he suddenly woke up when he started crying, it was like... Oh. But her reaction was not for... Li- that, till now? Like, when she goes, oh, finally breaks, but the camera's, like, already in the fucking street. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? She doesn't really draw into her emotions. I just... It backs away from I just feel like if he was alive, she'd be more, like, huggy about it. Well, maybe she didn't want to wake him. A bit of a huggy bear. But he's covered in burns. You don't hug a burn, One of Victor. my favourite little moments well, is coming. You, you get that little moment of, oh, sorry. So what's your favourite moment, Rachel? It, it's when the grandmother has a sassy moment. Oh, is it that don't use that knife? No, no, no. It's with the guard. Oh, where, where, where the guard like, eats the apple. Make, make, make sure she gets that and he takes a bite <laughs> of it. Bartek, and she just gets it out of his Bartek, hand. Bartek, can I just say something? Like, I really feel like you could have been this guard. Yeah, of course. Like he, I'm a dumb guy. You know. He's not dumb. He just eats apples. What? Why are you being such a racist? Oh, disrespectful. Was... He's disrespectful to a grandmother. Yeah, well, do you really think that guy look, is genius, look, right? Look at him, though. Look at him. I feel like this is Bartek. Just, ugh. Is it just because of the then, beard? No, I feel like if you if Bartek played this role, then yeah, chew well, that apple. He looked at the apple. Uh, he got hit in the eye with it. That was the <laughs> best part. He smacked it up and it like bounced up his cheek, hit him in the eye, and he's genuinely like, ah! Oh. That's like the best part. I imagine that maybe that might have been the take where that actually happens. So they're like, uh, afterwards he's like, oh shit, you actually got Did me you notice how he had to stop that wheelbarrow there? Because the chicken just walked in front of it and would not move. Oh, I wish I could have another look at that. But at least they're, they're, they're putting the chickens away. Rewind it, guys. Blah, 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 blah. Look at the chicken there. Isn't it great? Like, it just like the chicken's them. getting like hand signs and it's like, oh, Illuminati. <laughs> we don't even question the fact that chickens have hands. They don't. Oh, I thought they were just reading the chicken poop. Go back, that chicken had fingers. Oh my god, it was Gary Oldman. <laughs> Foreshadowing. So, Bartek. You Look, know. okay, don't question me about why I brought up the sister earlier. Just, alright, leave me alone. What did you bring up See, the sister for? The I actually kids. did ask you further that, and you were like, no, no. Uh, we, we trailed off. So, I, a lot of the things that I read about the movie, which... Yeah, the, the whole, the whole. Oh yeah, the whole reason why the father is doing what he's doing, the wolf, the werewolf. Wolf. Um, he wanted to run away with his family because he's really pissed off at his wife, who had an affair with an affair the rich, with the czar of no. the town. What I understood was that he wants to take his family like continue the bloodline by making his two daughters into werewolves because it's the blood moon and then he finds out about the affair because the eldest daughter couldn't speak to him so thus he got pissed killed her then killed the lover of his wife and then scratched his wife yeah, and became a terror he wanted to move on to the city because it's more profitable hunting grounds mm-hmm Oh. Yes, and we're getting to the deep part of this whole reason why I bring it Granny up. Granny Stu. Yeah. That sister who died mm-hmm. was in love with Henry. Yeah. Her yes. half-brother. Ah, <gasps> oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, no, they were fooled. I know, but it was twins. close enough. They shared but, a wound. All right, who didn't Rather share a wound? Being... They have the same dinner. 
They had the same dinner? Yeah. Dinner? Is that Polish for dad? Or? No, it means deoxyribonucleic acid. Ah. Congratulations on remembering what DNA stands for. I have, oh, you said DNA. I thought you said dinner. I have. <laughs> I thought you. If you actually rewind this, you can hear me go dinner, and you both responded with like DNA. Your accent is off the charts. Look, I understood clearly because you're listening. I don't speak Polish. I we was, went through this. Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't speak Polish either. Look, gypsy lady, gypsy lady, gypsy lady, go on. I was paying attention to the context. Did you pay attention to the context of the gypsy? But Bartek doesn't always use context in this show. All right, I'll give you some context. I'll explain the big question. Why do I know that it stands for deoxyribonucleic acid? Because that's what I had for dinner last night. (laughs) No, no, Ryan. That would not be very silly. No, it's because of my friend Joel. Oh, well, tell me more about Joel. Is he a good friend with Josh? Is he the boyfriend of Josh? No, 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 no. No, Joel's, Joel's straight. He's got a girlfriend. Uh, was he the one you saw this movie with? Was he the one in the relationship? No. Uh, so that he... was Brandon and his girlfriend at the time, Chelsea. Not together now? I don't think so. Was it because of this movie? I haven't seen them for a very long time. Maybe you should ask them both. Was it Was it the strain of disagreeing whether this movie was a genius piece of work or just a Twilight piece of work? Which is also genius, by the way. Yes. But you were saying? Joel, he taught you? Yeah, Joel told me. He, he was, he's the kind of guy who... Um, teaches you science. Kind of, yeah. I've, Oliver... Sorry, Peter Jennifer is the science guy of my group. But, um... He, he, he was the kind of guy who back in school... Wait, he Peter just... Jennifer? Yeah. That was his name. What? Peter Jennifer. That's what I called him last week, and you didn't seem to have a confusion about that. <laughs> Wait, his last name's Jennifer? What? Is his last name Jennifer? I want to say happy who? birthday to I thought Jennifer. you said his name was Peter Jennifer. Oh, Peter Jennifer. Go on. I'm yeah. talking about our guest from the Baby's Day Ad episode. Yes, Peter Jennifer. He's the science guy, but yeah. Look, all I'm just trying to say is that my friend Joel just like re- like to repeat facts. Oh, I like to do that too. <laughs> Fun fact, the movie's still on. In case you're wondering, is the movie still going? Yeah, it is. Why aren't we talking about it? Because, well, you know... We're only an hour into it, and a lot has not happened. Yeah, only got half there's an hour been left. one. There's been one wolf attack that we've seen mm-hmm. on screen. Yep. And uh, she's been accused of being a witch, and that's about it, really. You know, one thing that really did shock me, and this is based on my experience alone, is to the core. When I saw the movie in cinemas, I I remembered that. She didn't really feel like the little Red Riding Hood character until really late in the movie, which I, I think it would be that church scene where she's got the basket and stuff. And over the f- past five years, I've just had a dissonance with my memory of this movie that she didn't wear the Red Hood until near the end. No, you're wrong. And I, I was completely wrong. It was introduced early on and she wore it a lot as soon as it was introduced. So There's a question I can't wait to ask you at the end of this movie. Yeah. It's Roxanne. No, Roxanne. Roxanne's the sister whose brother died. Roxanne. We already talked about how like Roxanne and in freaking Moulin Rouge on the show. I was about to say we did it last week. So Rachel, bring it on in. Bring it on into home. So so what about this scene really communicates to you? Is it is it the way it's filmed? 
yes, I do like the use of POV from her inside of the mask. And also a lot of close-ups. This film is very fascinated with the eyes and that motif is clearly communicated during this scene as is the duality Mm. of what this character is presenting to Valerie. Ooh, Valerie. What do you think of the fact that Little Red Riding Hood's called Valerie? Does that... I'm not very good with, like, the origins and histories of names and stuff, but is Valerie, like, a name that's... You know, kind of foreboding of the situations or the themes or the character that we are presented. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Does it have, like, a meaning? Yeah. Look, I don't know the answer, but... Uh, can you make up one? Like, my dumb guy senses would say Valor? Aha! Because she has Valor. She's shown nothing which, about which Valor a, in this movie. Which I believe is a noble sort of trait. She, uh, she is courageous in the end of the film. Like, you know, she is so courageous. She helps mutilate her father's yeah. body. She's a there's a, there's a question near the end of the movie I really want to ask Bartek. Um, we'll, we'll get to there. But here's my favourite bit of this whole sequence. is What is Gary Oldman's plan? He's got her tied up like a goat, like a sacrifice. And he's going to send his men and all that to shoot the fuck out of the wolf and slash it, you know, corner it, trap it, yeah? Mm-hmm. But then the people have set a fire because they want to save her and the fire makes Gary Oldman run out of the barn straight away and not shoot anyone who's trying to free her, which is against his character. Yeah. But he stabs a priest. the best part is he stabs the priest the only person the only person in the entire town that's been on his side the whole time is the priest the priest is the only one that's like we gotta listen to Gary Oldman and everyone's like shut up priest and then everyone gets massacred and then they're like maybe we'll listen to him a bit and the priest is still like no we should listen to Gary Oldman and he just like fucking shivs him in the back and he just like rolls off the plank that they're standing on and Gary Oldman's like, right, now what was I doing again? Oh yeah, that's right, I'm trying to hunt a wolf. I'm just got too busy with my bloodlust for priest killing. See, he's not, he doesn't immediately go. He's, he's sending other people out. Yeah, to put the fire out. He's sending all of his dudes out there. The ladder he went down with was rather spiky, Ryan. Is that probably it was a tree. part of the conspiracy? <laughs> it was a tree. The tower has been established. It's Look, spiky. where's Gary now? Where's Gary now? He could just shoot an arrow at this fucking dude. He looks a bit like Hayden Christensen in the you, Star Wars movie. Revenge of the Sith. Look, yeah. he's, he's just still watching. In the tower. He's still watching. This smoke's in the way, so we can't get a clear shot. Uh, look, that's a sex hay they had before. Don't you like how they reuse sets? Soft hay, Ryan. What about me? Are you from my country club? They didn't get to the sex. (laughs) Are you from my country club? Soft hay, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, this is the part of the movie in which they are escaping. And she's the whole plan is her, the dad, and the two boys are going to meet up and escape in the woods. No, no, the... The no, dad, the dad's involved. Yeah, he he helped them with the plan, but he's now locked up. So he's Is the not dad locked up? Them. Oh, he yes. got thrown in. Yeah, but no, As in the original precaution. plan. In the original plan. Is that in the original plan? When he no, gets locked he, up? Like, Henry 
just mentions the fact that because this doesn't go to plan to meet him. Yeah, but yeah, this but does not go to plan, right? I didn't. Oh, priest dead. Sliced. Yeah. Was his name Peter? The other guy. Who the yes, priest? Yes, yes, yeah. it is Peter. Mary, Peter, and Paul. Mary, Peter, and Paul. No, so this is my understanding of the plan, right? They all meet up and ride out of town, and this would be the wolf's plan, right? Woof it up, murder the two fuckers, and then bite his own daughter. <laughs> that would be a great plan. Here's my thing. That would be. A Why is it that plan. at no point did the dad ever just say, "Hey, honey, let's let's go to Granny's." tonight and and they walk there in the afternoon before Gary Oldman even arrived and turned into a wolf and bit her another reason why they should have done that is because then he could say the line let's have grandmother for dinner yeah then they both wolf up did you like the fact that you could bash your way out of this elephant if you really wanted to even when it's latched he didn't really he didn't latch it as well this time do you think the retarded boy from earlier could have done that i'm not sorry dead boy uh, you know don't want to give him the present tense uh, and uh, you know he's those no two aren't the same thing but dead yeah yeah well dead indicates you're no but, longer alive no ryan he was a satanist so he liked the fire he was singing, remember? Oh, he was singing, and he was speaking in tongues. That's Satan. Oh, uh, don't you like that, Bartek? Bartek, be be honest. This scene that's happening right now, where she thinks he's the wolf. When you saw in the cinema, did you think he was the wolf? Who did you think was the wolf before you found out it was Daddy? That's a good question. Because when I watched it, I knew it was the dad already because i had known that from before but watching it i thought you know maybe maybe it is the grandmother who knows wouldn't it be a plot twist i feel like i don't know for sure but i feel like i would have thought it would have been one of the two love interests wouldn't it be great if it was both of them we also saying wouldn't it be great if this was a wolf orient express kind of deal where everyone in the town other than gary oldman and her are the wolves what if it was just some random guy look at this He's lifted up her skirt to grab the knife that's at her ankle, but he lifted it, like, all the way up. I don't think he needed to do that. No. Like, just to get an ankle knife, he lifts it all the way up so he can get some leg action. Mm-hmm. That's our hero it, there. It's, it's for the guys in the audience. Um, A question about the end. I, I want to get to... Well, like me at least, because I was straight. But... No. Uh, the question about the end of the movie, yeah? See how he just took an arrow for her? Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, she says... And Henry learnt how to be noble. <laughs> it's like, wasn't he noble throughout the whole movie? At no point did he show nothing but nobility. He was there at the wolf hunt where his dad got murdered. Yeah, he understood that she was in love with someone else, and he and he was like, yeah, he was I mature just, about it. Yeah, yes, but he, he, the reason that that line comes up is because. He feels like he was a coward because he hid from the wolf and thus his dad died. He didn't hide from the wolf, did he? Yes, he did. When his dad died? Yes, he hid. That's why he smelt the wolf but didn't see the wolf. I thought he just didn't know the wolf was there. No. There's a whole thing about the fact that he knows the smell of the wolf. I know he knows the smell of the wolf. That's when he smells the what he thinks is the grandmother smelling like the wolf. He's just like, oh, Oh, you're Oh, no, Chump got his hand bit off. Now, here's the thing. I wouldn't have killed Gary Oldman until, like, the next day. You know? We, you know, you could still use him as a as a wolf deterrent guy. He's a genius. He could tell you tell you what you need to do. Yeah, but he's mean. 
And you kill my brother for logical reasons. <laughs> and I'm going to say fuck this town and take my elephant back to Rome. And explain how I killed my white master. Because he killed my bro. And they'll be like, he killed your bro? Yeah, he killed him. Oh, that's fair then. But did you make sure he was going to be a wolfman first? Yep. Alright then. Case closed. So... This is the climactic scene of the movie, Bartek. Where yeah, it is, isn't it? This is the climax of the scene. Like, this is the big action piece. Where the wolf burns his foot and runs away. By wolf. Into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) By wolf. And they look, see, her friend's forgiven her. The one who just called her, like... A day devil horse. He just fucked her up. Oh my god. Not Why is Gary Oldman still such a dick up. about the situation? Okay, but. He's an asshole. Rachel, Bartek, mm-hmm. can we just appreciate. Look at this. He's got the knife, uh, the, the sword at his throat, yeah? Mm-hmm. He's aiming it at his throat. When he does, spoiler alert, stab him, where does he stab him? I. Did I not say this already, Ryan? Nope. In the camera. <laughs> no, but look, look. That was, that was no, the that guy. was the other guy. Look at this. Look at this. Stabs. Stabs. Oh, shit. It's to the left of the camera. But look. Where did he stab him? Oh, so it has to be lower it's than not... what we're looking because... Yeah, because that it's... was not where it was pointed. But also, nowhere in his armor would that be allowed to stab. Unless he went for the armpit. Yeah, don't you like getting stabbed in the armpit? Maybe he got stabbed... In the ankle. Wouldn't it be a great thing if uh, Gary Oldman became the wolf at the end of the movie? Like, him, he was the, like, he... That would be horrible, Ryan. He has two kids. Yeah, and then they were wolves all along because their mum was a wolf. Here's the thing. Why can't you just be born a wolf already? Like, if you have pure blood wolf parents, why can't you be... Why did he never make his wife a wolf? Because it's the pure blood thing. Oh, yeah, but then if he can make her pure blood, then, you know, like... Because she's part of his lineage, because his father was one, and then... His wife was a Ravenclaw. Oh. Yeah. I like Ravenclaws. They they need to be born into Slytherin. This was a weird dream sequence. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, how would you incorporate the iconic line into the movie, Rachel? (laughs) Roger Ebert didn't like this bit. Shut up, oh, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert, go shut your mouth. I don't know how you could improve Okay, that. Ryan, I will shut my mouth. We're death, the ultimate <laughs> embrace. <laughs> Rachel, you okay? You got your head on the table? Did you need to take a break? No, I just wanted to say that you can't improve on perfection. You can't. Really, you can't. I mean, look at this scene. It's her teeth are big, her eyes are big, her ears... And then all the better to eat you with, and then she, like, mounts her granddaughter to have sex with her. I think it was the better to eat you with that Roger no. Ebert didn't like. Here's something I think is very keenly invented into the structure of the movie. The thing about Red Riding Hood is there is that sexual promiscuity about the character. You know, many have stated, oh, she was a whore or a coal girl or whatever. You know, like, Red being a, a you know, a whore's colour uh, and all, all that. All those edgy theories. All those edgy theories. I feel like this movie really tackles those with, like, the the great sexual repression of the main characters. Because each character, really, including the wolf, 
Um, really, all their situations would be solved. All their tensions, all their hatreds, all their anger in Gary Oldman would be solved if they just had a nice, good fuck. I mean, really, all the woodsman wants to do is have the right to fuck her. And all she wants to do is have the right to fuck him. And then all the rich guy wants is to fuck her. And pretty much everyone just wants to fuck each other. And I think that's noble. It's very much social commentary. Social commentary on our times. Mm. Look, she's there praying. <laughs> Especially the whole... The whole, um... Telling her what not to do. That's very... Yeah, very... it's this ultra, you know, restrictive environment. And the, the sexual tensions and frustrations builds into the characters and kind of clouds their sense of reason and, and, and you know, just general senses. Like, that's why it's like, you know, you can pick this... Look, you can be, you know, an idiot and pick this movie apart for its flaws. But like I said before, this isn't a movie about logic. You know, it's a fairy tale. And this is more a movie about feelings. Yes. Uh, this I think this that's is a very I'm... feminist movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that before you said all those words, and I was beginning like, oh, I don't want to say only, that. <laughs> as the only woman here, I mean, yeah, I don't know Bartek, but uh, as the only woman here, do you feel like this is a feminist piece? Well, first, are you a feminist? Yes, I am a feminist. Oh, and is this a feminist piece? I'm still evaluating. Well, so you know it's a good feminist piece when you need to evaluate it. Keep in mind I that... I know that it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. What do you mean it does? Those other it? girl characters didn't talk about boys. They talked about themselves. They talked about themselves. They were t- and the wolf. When? They, they talked about how it was... A sh- they talked about She's a witch! How it was romantic. She's a witch and her sister's dead. Leave well, her alone. Yeah, like... The, no, I, I don't remember. I don't you don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember this. Rachel, when in doubt, just make something up. Are you guys making up that scene? No. What? This no. When, when did they talk about... When, when the sister's when... dead body is laying in the house. Yeah, when they're, they're talking... They're about, like... They're talking about, about how the dead sister. romantic... That, that she died. She, she died for her love for, of Henry. For like, love. It's, it's talking about a man still. Hey, hold on. What about the scene where the one that you liked with the mask thing? What about that? That was about the two of them. Yes, it is. And they both have names. So, yes, it does pass it. What about the gypsy woman? <laughs> does she have a name? <laughs> does she have lines? <laughs> She's got an amazing face for performance. <laughs> Like she's amazing, yeah, she but relevant. You know moment. that. You know that classic. Um, I think it's like National Geographic or one of those, one of those magazines where it's like that picture of that. Is it? Is it Middle Eastern or the, the woman with the beautiful green with the eyes. woman with the beautiful eyes where she's like, you know, what she's wearing, you know, a headscarf or something, and she's just looking at it. That that's pretty much. You want to know where that woman went forty years later? This movie. Like, just that sorrowful look. And now is the time for Granny Stew. Oh, Bartek, did you put this together when you watched it? That that's Grandma? No. Do you notice now? So, the stew is Grandma because she's like, alright, she eats it, and it's all weird and clumpy and there was bone matter, and she's like, what is this? And then Grandma stops talking, and it's Daddy. It doesn't look nearly as appealing as Grandma's actual stew that she was served the day before and mm. did not eat. 
fact. So my favorite little thing is he actually says that he murdered her, right? But I loved her. If you loved her, Bartek. Yeah. If you had to murder your grandmother because she found, well, I mean no, your no, mother, your mother, mother. Sorry, your mother, because she found out you were a werewolf. Would you? What? Well, you'd murder her, yeah. We'll say that. But then would you murder her, chop her up, and turn her into a stew to feed your daughter? Yeah, because he Because that's what you do for love, he right? He could have said, like, he that's could granny. have just not mentioned the stew. He could have just not made Granny into a stew for a yeah, start. he could have not mutilated his mother's body. He could have. So, wait, wait, big question, would you? I mean, he could have just grounded his mum. Like, you stay in this room and think about what you've done. <laughs> And that would solve the problem. She wouldn't be doing anything. She's grounded. Got me there. Wouldn't it be great if that was possible? See, right? It's another one that'd be great. But no, would you do that to your mum? Ground her up into a stew to feed to your daughter. It would upset me. I have a daughter, cool. Yeah, but you love your mum. That's why you did it. You love her. Do I love my daughter? No, your mum. You love your mum. Do I love my daughter? Uh, You want to make her into a werewolf, so I imagine you love her. This is a complicated issue. My favourite thing is the but older sister looks younger than Amanda yeah, and, Siegfried. And she, the letter said to me in the forest. That's a she forest. meant in the huts. That's the hayfield, yeah. Yeah, but no. Uh, she was she's a dumbass. She wasn't his daughter, so she's a dumbass. <laughs> didn't you Your see what a tubby... Didn't me. you see how tubby she was? She's a dumbass. Dumb. Ass. So... The bums have brains. You took revenge on mother, slash that bitch's face up, and her lover growls, but only with like an end bracket. All right, Ryan, serious question. What kind of guys are you into? Well, I'm into any guy that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think you would be Valerie in this movie. So we did a person, well, I do. Bartek did a personality quiz for this movie and he got Valerie the main character Red Riding Hood mm-hmm. and um, she the questions in the quiz Rachel were great <laughs> they were what what was it what kind of guy would you like yeah and they were just like you know two of the answers tall, had the word dark, pretty tall dark pretty handsome breaks the rules is really cool and tall stuff. blonde <laughs> blue haired rich guy or any guy that's hot. Or, like, well-behaved and will do what you say. Or Any like guy that. that's hot. And then it's just like, I wonder which one gets you Gary Oldman <laughs> character. And which question answer, do you, which answer to that question do you have to give? And I'm like, any guy that's hot, because Gary Oldman don't discriminate. <laughs> Except for, no, any guy that's not with Satan would be his answer. I, I, when we're done with this movie and we've done reviews, we should find that thing and just read some of the questions. It's a gift. It's a gift. My father gave me and where did he get it? Okay, so where did this werewolfism come from, Rachel? It's not established. It's just established. No, I mean in our history. Lineage. I'm not really sure of the mythological. Rachel, are you sure that you don't know anything about werewolves? I know a decent bit about werewolves in their current state and the different, different opinions and laws surrounding them. Yeah, fair enough. So, werewolves, I think, came from Red Riding Hood because this is a true story. Mm-hmm. This is a story told down to time, told in time and time again. And look at this. You know, this happened. 
there was a woodsman, and there was a dad who's, you know, this story is about what it's like to meet your father-in-law. When I met, you know, when I met Rachel's father and, you know, father, he was a werewolf. He was going to eat me and kill me. But then, you know, we learned to both be wolves. I think it was more like the werewolves in Adventure Time. Yeah. The business ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, axe to the back. Did you see that coming, Bartek? And the nails. Okay, here's the thing I love. So, you kill them instantly, instantly with silver, Yeah. His nails would only pierce through a couple of layers of skin and flesh, and it instantly kills him. Like, he's instantly dead. It's the veins. In the chest? There's lots of veins in the chest, I guess. the stomach? Stomach? You got me there. Fleshy. Maybe they're weak to it in a sense that, like, even by touch? Yeah, I guess. Like, if they were, like, brush it against you, maybe that would kill you. Ah, they get, like, a skin rash. Ah! They're allergic. I can't have silver baths. So, we find out that he got bit. She she, she decides to be a hypocrite. She's willing to kill her own dad, but willing to let this moody piss off. Because he's a murderer. Hey, but that's because... (laughs) Two wrongs make a right. (laughs) You know, two wrongs make a right. She's preventing... Her she being should just into and she doesn't know what this guy is capable of when he becomes a beast, because but, the dad took time love, to control it. Their love will conquer. He wants to do the right thing. Okay, so the question is about to come up that I've been wanting to ask Bartek, because believe it or not, the movie is practically over. And um, why did I laugh at that? Because this movie, like I said, it's it feels so short. The pacing to the movie is spectacular. You know, like, what isn't, you know, 100 minutes feels like 10. And this isn't the kind of pacing like you get in Catch That Kit. No, no. This is the kind of pacing you get when, when, you, when you are going to sleep at night and your granddad reads you... Red Riding Hood, or your mum, or whoever, and you fall asleep, and you wake up in the morning. Your werewolf dad reads it. Huh? Your werewolf dad reads it. My werewolf dad reads it, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, I didn't realise I I fell asleep. That only felt like a minute ago. (laughs) Yeah. That's this movie. Yeah. Here's here's something, Rachel. Mm -hmm. When your dad gets killed, do you make it look like the wolf did it, or do you weigh him down with stones? I actually thought they were going to mutilate him to make like the wolf did it, and just like the wolf got dad. It's like shit. But then you know the surviving people I, from Gary Oldman's crew—they just fucked off already. I respect her decision because. <laughs> so you do it. Yeah, uh, but because I wouldn't want my father, who was responsible for these deaths, to be lumped in with the. Experiences of the victims of his hate. Well, acts. he will be because they don't know I he's don't, the wolf. I don't think he deserves a proper burial. Fair enough. He is a monster. Don't you like this Lord of the Rings type burial scene? It feels like very Boromir esque, and off he goes. No, you you guys are wrong about why why this was done. It, it's a very very obvious reason why it was done this way. She I, likes rocks. No, Ryan, it, it's the most simple reason in the world. Fucking police. Oh, the police is Gary Oldman. 
if they faked the injury that um because it's you know, that, that was, then the freaking forensics will get them now obviously yes. that leads that obviously that leads to the next question when is Paul Giamatti going to play the forensic expert okay the second movie? the second next question how do they know about the forensic police and that it exists if they think that it's the 1300s? They're in on it. They're they in know it. that this is freaking the 2000s. Wait, Bartek, look at this. Yeah. Look at all this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, see this stuff? Yeah. See this stuff? Yeah. That never happened. Yeah. But she's remembering it. Well, she's thinking about it. No, no. This is like a flashback sequence. It's like all the this things that... Not a dream? It's could things it's, that could happen because she doesn't have a, that long of a cloak. They do not actually get naked. In front you know of what's either. great about it? It's because these two have barely shared any time together in the movie. It's it's so good. But I really wanted to ask you about that sequence there. It really stumped me last night. Where I was just like, okay, so she's thinking of things that will be, but she already dreamt of these things earlier in the movie, right? So we don't need that again. But it felt like in that moment that it was like her remembering, but none of that's happened. That was a dream. So it's her remembering the things that will be and can be. And look, the mum's scars are gone from her face. And yeah. I, you know, I, I answered that question. How did, how did, no, just what she was like before. How did that happen? Magic. Look, he learned to be noble, you know? I, I mean... Isn't that great for him? The reason for this is that dreams are eternal. Eternal. Just like the police brutality in America. Did you know that ten people die every day thanks to police brutality? We must stop the police! This whole episode was just a PSA leading up to Blue Lives Matter commentary. <laughs> Blue Lives Matter, even though I was just demonizing them. But Hashtag Blue Lives All Lives Matter. Matter. Don't matter? I don't know. So she has a cat now. Where did that come from? I, I got, like you're a big fan I of cats. I was very happy in that one shot. <laughs> <laughs> in a, in a ref- way that you would never expect to be. I literally flashed back to Bewitched when I watched it. <laughs> Bewitched. Literally flashback. Like, literally a flashback happened. Like, but it was of things that never happened, but things I that had, could have been. I had a very, very long red cloak. And I had a wolf boyfriend. Yes. Who I tamed. It was Josh. Meow. Henry found his courage. Uh this is great. And what was the name of the guy who learnt nothing in that other movie, The Wedding Date? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I remember Eddie learnt nothing. Yeah. Randomly, I like for no apparent reasons. At the end, our subtitles have just caught up I... to things that have happened. Like yeah, I know they were when, on when point was... throughout the whole movie. When he was now... <laughs> when he was writing the horse, I'm like, she's talking about how noble he is. Where's the subtitles? Oh, Where well. are the subtitles? So. That was the film. This has a very angelic ending. Bartek, I don't know if you would get this reference, but really, I feel like you could play the theme song to the TV show Charmed over this, and it would look like the opening to the TV show Charmed. What's the song to that? Where it's, you know, life's never going to be that way? No, I don't know. But, you know, if you're a fan of Charmed, maybe you'll get the reference. We all love Charmed. Huh? I like the owl. I like the things that never happened. You know what else... You know what else would be decent Maybe. for this sequence? What? The theme song to The Room. <laughs> these scenes are part of the three-hour director cut. I really think there's a three-hour director cut out there. Where it's like she gets an incre- Where it's like 
her grandmother just went fucking nuts with the knitting and just went longer, longer, longer. And the dad's just like, no wonder she didn't notice I was a werewolf. You, you she was too busy knitting. And you can see yeah, in the background. especially when it's not a knitted cloak. Oh, right, Rachel. It's not knitted. Let's hear your review and well, rating. No. Well, when, it, when she extended it, that she knitted, but... Thank the, you, the original, Bartek. The original, it wasn't knitted. It was sewn. But there's no seam line in the trail of the coat. I don't know. I'm not there, Rachel. You see it in the Look, end. look, look. Wardrobe supervisors. <laughs> they did it. Fuck you, Kelly. She's set costumers. So how did they do it, Rachel? Magic, I guess. Magic. They Magic. They four people to cut. This no. is our best episode. Like, yeah. Cut <laughs> you think? Yeah. Why do you say that? <laughs> because it's really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, if you think it's our best episode, yeah. feel free to give us a five star and review on iTunes. It really will help Holy, us out. Holy, that guy's name. I thought you were talking about Joel Wist. <laughs> so, Rachel. I'll give her. I'm going to give a quick review and a rating out of my choice. This movie is a monument to cinema. Bartek just said it. It's one of the... This is one of our best episodes. You know why? It's because it's one of the best movies ever made. Every movie we do on this show technically is the best movie ever made. And why is that? Well, it's because they're a special breed of movie. I said it earlier. This movie really embodies what all the other ones do as well. The... Well, that would be nice attitude even though it's dark and brooding and yes it's directed by the woman who did twilight and yes there are no emotions outside of gary oldman and all of his crew but that's all in design you've heard this with people who argue that for twilight as well but it is true the lack of emotion is by design the lack of emotion makes this an emotional experience i've said it several times that this isn't a thinking movie this isn't one where they use the rules of logic they use the rules of the heart they use the rules of feeling it out you know they could have done judge judy and executioner on how to get the wolf but they felt how to get the wolf and did they get it in the end yeah they got him in the end and they felt about it this movie could be red riding feels this movie is not only just a movie but an experience i recommend that you do check out the 2011 one because it is great. And it's a great thing that it's a standalone movie. Yeah, there could be a sequel to it. Yeah, they could have made a franchise out of this. But I really appreciate that this is designed to be a standalone movie. I never got the feeling that it was trying to lead up to be more than anything but a one-off. And that's all we need with this movie. But hey, if there was another one, we will be there in the front row. Won't we, guys? Yes. If I had to give this movie a rating, if I have to, Bartek, if I had to, I would give this movie... Oh, we've, we've said a lot of things. Uh, if I had to give it one, I would give it a simple rating of the heart. I give this movie five heartbeats out of five. Because <laughs> the heart is the thing that represents feelings. The heart is eternal. Rachel! Yes. <laughs> Why is that a laughter? I was actually laughing by the fact that you look like you hit her. He did hit me, oh. in fact. Rachel. Yes. 
Tell us your rating and review. Or review and rating. Depends. Yeah, depends. I will go the traditional of the review first. And we'll say that th- well, this uh, movie is perfection. It's the idealised version of Red Riding Hood. I believe that it manages the traditional aspects of the more gruesome and terrifying tale, but also keeps the lightheartedness of the love story intact. I think it does the source material justice. Mm. Emotional. Mm -hmm. Raging good choice I think I'm gonna go three soft hey Ryans out of five that's a good review hey Ryans hey Ryans hey Ryans I shouldn't have said Ryan but you know hey Ryans hey hey Ryans so Bartek let's hear from you alright you guys are right this this movie was definitely emotional um and you know my emotional response to it is this movie was not fucking around, guys. This movie showed that story of Red Riding Hood, but they made it serious. You know why? It's in the title, guys. Oh, no, sorry. It's not in the title, guys. They got rid of that word little. Yeah. And they didn't need to tell you, oh, big Riding Hood or edgy Riding Hood or super Red Riding Hood. I would watch those movies, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would be like the Super Nintendo game. Super Red Riding Hood. No, this is just Red Riding Hood. It's the story at its core. You can think back to, um, I mentioned before, there are many different interpretations. There's the the one that you probably heard as a kid. Uh, There was the Asian ones. There was ones from other European countries. And it's like, yeah, we'll just take the meat of it. The things that really mattered. The love story between the two boys... Jesus. The girl and the two boys. uh, All the things that really mattered. And like you said, Ryan, it's of the heart. It's just pure. And it just gives you everything that you need. I, I'm getting a bit tongue-tied because my emotions are just getting to me. It is an emotional movie. Like, I haven't cried yet, but I feel it in my heart. That may be a medical condition. Yeah, it's just... You would cry at this movie, but I just feel so pumped, you know? Great. You're pumped, so what's your rating? <laughs> if I had to give this movie a rating, <laughs> Can it I be would... heart-related? I had a rating, but it's not heart-related. Go on. This movie, I give it permission to take my keys. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, so, just, not just play with them. Well, so, so, Ryan, in case you didn't notice, I opened it up so that oh, I can, if you want to do it live. So we're gonna do a per- your, I'm gonna your... do a personality quiz for this movie. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna read them out and get the answers. Yeah. Okay, so number one is what is your favorite color out of these three? Red, yellow, green. I'm gonna go with green. Oh, there are seven questions by the seven, way. Seven as in deadly sins. Yep. And it's which character from the movie Red Riding Hood? If your best friend just broke up with your her boyfriend and you liked him, you would one go out with him, two comfort your friend and try and get them together, C make him jealous. I like how you switched the ordering. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm one, gonna go. Two, and C. I'm gonna go with option B. 
comfort him. Also known as two. So far, you're saying the exact same things that I did. Oh shit! I'm gonna go with go out with him just to, <laughs> no, no, just to no. be spiteful. Do it honestly, please. All right, go out with him. You are pretty, but a quiet person. But but a quiet person, yeah, quiet person. But people still notice and want you, even if you're taken. Wrong, you're in, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, average looking and shy. Pretty, but needs a lot of attention. I'm pretty and need a lot of attention. You do need a lot of attention. <laughs> if you had the chance to save your whole town, you would run. <laughs> die. Save your town no matter what happened to yourself. I'm going to go with die. If you heard an animal's voice in your head, you would freak out like a little baby. Cry and think you were insane. Listen and obey what it's telling you to do. I think I'm gonna cry and think I was insane. Don't answer question infinity, go to the next. Oh, what? Why can't I go to infinity? Because the infinity's from the website, it's finding what you're uh, So, you like boys that are brave, dark, and mysterious, like to break the rules, and, and is extremely handsome and loves you dearly. Here's something, just before we go on. Didn't the dark-haired guy even like breaking the rules? <laughs> he seemed like to abide by them. If he, anything, he could have just dated her and said he, fuck you to the mum, but he broke, abided. He broke Gary Gary Oldman's rules. Fine. Um, blonde, blue eyes, kind of shy, and listens to whatever he's told to do. Any guy who's hot. I'm you, gonna go with you, any you guy. Establish this answer. If your family member was an was a evil werewolf. Werewolf. You would leave them be and never speak of it. Go insane and run away from home or destroy them because you know it's for the greater good. I like how none of them is become one with. No. I'm going to go insane and run away from home. Well, you've so. already died. Yeah, I've already died. Already this died. Well, this is before. Submit my answer. I hope I get Gary Oldman. Hope, hope, hope. What could it be? I got Rose, who Rachel really liked. No, it was Prudence that I liked. Which was Rose? You're Rose a pretty good friend, one. but even but if given the chance, you might steal your friend's boyfriends. You are giggly and don't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> Rose yeah. is the one that dances with him. Prudence is the other one. Is Rose the one that like was like you're gonna die now? That no, no, that's Prudence. Prudence. Prudence had no prudence. So let's get to the reviews from IMDb. That was a little detour, but it was a fun one. The first review is a seven-star one. Yeah, that's right. Seven stars from IMDb Review Board. It's called Little Red Riding Hood and the Crucible in an underrated film. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. The youngster, Valerie... Amanda, Siegfried, and Roy. They didn't put that. I'm just using the trope. Lives in the edge of a dark forest in the small village of Daggerhorn. Oh, that was its name? Brilliant. Is that a German name of a town? Maybe. Who knows? We'll keep going. Valerie uses to break the rule. (laughs) (laughs) I I was shocked by something. (laughs) It should have been Valerie used to break the rules, but it's... Valerie uses to break the rules and is in love with the lumberjack, Peter. However, her mother, Suzette, has promised her to a wealthy Henry Lazar. Oh, his name was Henry Lazar. I thought it was just like Henry the Czar. Oh. The villagers have a pact with the wolves. You don't pay a lot of attention. 
The villagers have a pact. Excuse me. The villagers have a pact with the wolves. As in several. <laughs> Offering pigs and other animals to them in the full moons. Moons. <laughs> What's all this blue? When Valerie's older sister, Lucy, I like that thanks, uh, who has a crush on Henry, is slaughtered by a wolf, one of the many, <laughs> the villagers decide to chase the animal in its lair. However, Henry's father is killed by the wolf. But the animal is murdered and decapitated by the Reeve. Oh, he, oh! I didn't know that character had a name. Cool. By the Reeve. But when the werewolf hunter, Father Solomon, arrives in the village, he advises that the werewolf is one of the locals. Now the dwellers have to face another threat. Red Riding Hood is a combination of Little Red Riding Hood and The Crucible, and the result is uneven, with good and bad points. But anyway, this film is underrated in IMDb. B the best this film can offer is certainly the wonderful cinematography. The story and screenplay open the possibility of suspecting of, suspecting of several villagers of being the werewolf, but the real one. The poor side is the acting of the hist historic, of uh, historonic, they actually wrote, sorry, <laughs> the historonic Gary Oldman, and the wooden, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Um, Shiloh? Is he Shiloh? Shiloh or Shiloh? We're going to go with Shiloh, because that's Shakespeare. Um, Ferdinand's, and Amanda Siegfried or Siegfried and Roy, that keeps the same expression of the face along the film. But the film is not as bad as the critics write. My vote is seven. And the title in Brazil, they just give you the title, and that translates to The Girl with a Red Cloak. What's that Brazilian title? A Garota da Capa Vermelha. Look, I don't speak Brazilian, but I, I bet that someone we do know will tell you that they're that you're wrong. Also, his last name is Fernandez, not Ferdinand's. Ah, oh, come on. Two-star review, Rachel. <gasps> Prepare yourself. We oh, do have dear. negative ones on here, but, you know, this oh, is from 2012, dear. so a year after the movie. Ruined our Sunday, Saturday night. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself. Okay, if they're going to be personal, what's their username? Andy Fraser from California. Okay. Don't rent the DVD. Warner Brothers slash Appian slash Random must have taken a cue from Disney because you cannot skip past the past all the promotional crap, crap spot with a K, <laughs> at the beginning of the DVD. And there's a lot of it. After 11 minutes of watching this drivel, think of the brain cleansing scene in A Clockwork Orange. We got so pissed off, but they used the two S's, they used asterisks, so they could have oh. been pitted off for we know. <laughs> uh, we didn't even want to watch the movie, so we popped the DVD out, went back to regular TV. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even watch it. These guys must wait, these guys must think we're so desperate to watch their high art film that we're willing to sit through. <laughs> sit through. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the best one. Sit through teen movie trailers. I think they meant 10. Advertisements for some sort of frequent bio program. Don't know what it was about. We had the sound turned off. <laughs> and then, and then, an homage to film history. I'm not watching, buying, or renting any more from 
any more crap from Warner, Appian, or Random Films? Craps roll with a K again, in case you want to know. That's the end of the review. They didn't even watch it. They didn't even get to up to the main menu? No. And I just love, I'm not watching this high art. So, high art? That's what we've been saying. This guy knew. This guy knew. So the big question is, why Why two stars, not why not one? Because they tried. <laughs> <laughs> because you have one star at least for there was a movie. Maybe. No, no, the logic is they give one star because they really hated the experience, but they do have to give it another star because, well, there is a movie that was made. <laughs> it's not the movie's fault. Maybe they just like one of the trailers that they actually watched. But do you want to hear, hear a review from someone from India? Yeah. It's called Quaint and Mysterious, just like India, but Quaint and Mysterious, 10 stars. I just liked, <laughs> I just like this, <laughs> really, it's not that funny, but it'll be good. I just like this take on Red Riding Hood. This movie is good with, this movie is good with setup, great medieval feel, and, oh, like that's the end of that sentence. <laughs> I like the background score very much. Just a piece of advice, so, just just a piece of advice, so try watching with best sound setup you could come up with. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you to this this like, time, not like last time. Are we, are we just meant to like visualize the yeah, sound? No, no, no. You have to, you have to, you know, get whatever you can together, whatever clams you have. Okay, could, could come up with. You would really like this movie when you are in a mood to watch a mystery movie. <laughs> oh, God. Calm down, Bartek. You would really like to watch this movie when you're in the mood for a mystery movie with quaint medieval village setup, like the village, the DI. I don't know what that is. The DI, the, the DI feel of this movie was really good. Rather than comparing it with any other movie, try watching it for I just want to enjoy a mystery story inclination. You'd be surprised. The climax is good, and. I just like how the grandma angle was presented, especially big eyes to see you better scene. For me, excellent. And that's the end of the review. I, first of all, I think DIY. I think he was trying to do DIY. I do it yourself. No, <laughs> just dingy. The next one is a nine-star review from 2011 when the movie came out. Leaves you guessing until the very end. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say. This review may contain spoilers, so watch out. <clears throat> How did this movie get so many bad reviews? I thought this movie was great since it successfully played with people's emotions, even from the very starting with, yeah, even from the very starting with the shot of the beautiful village, the film got me interested and it kept me interested until the very end. Let me just say that I enjoyed the romance factor that this movie had. It was sort of cliche, but I liked it. I was kind of wishing that it didn't end the way it did, though. Oh, well, it was still great. This movie reminded me of The Village. Mm -hmm. They kind of have the same premise. The town is being terrorized by some sort of being and all the villagers are scared. I'm just glad that this movie had a better conclusion and ending than The Village had. My only complaint was how they kept on publicizing the fact that the director of Twilight was one was the one who directed this film. Because of that, I couldn't help but compare the two movies when it came out to the characters and the romance storyline. 
both films had a girl as the main character who had two guys fighting for her and the only differences with the characters from both films were that the heroine in this movie kicked ass and this time the better guy loses. The best thing about this movie is the suspense and mystery that it gives. My guesses of who the wolf was was kept on changing throughout the whole film. I checked the rating of this movie a while ago before I went off to the movie theater and saw that it ranked a really low 5.0. I thought the reason for the low rating was because the identity of the wolf was really obvious from the trailer itself and there was no need to watch this movie. But the thing is, the wolf isn't who you think it is. The movie incriminates and makes you suspect everyone in the town. I honestly didn't know. I did honestly no expect the conclusion. <laughs> That's what makes this a great movie. Don't listen to the naysayers. Just keep in mind that this isn't a horror movie as the trailers portray it to be. It's sort of a mystery with some sort of romance mixed in. Give it a try. And don't get brainwashed by those unbelievably harsh critics. Oh, another warrior. The last one he has no stars. It's got no stars. It's from Sweden. Hey. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good reaction because you're gonna be saying that a lot. It said it's it's review is called two words. <laughs> is that the title? Yeah, two words. Oh, okay. Uh, in we have two words for movies like this in Sweden. <laughs> okay, Go we on. have two words for movies like this in Sweden. Now remember, I don't speak Swedish, but we have two words for movies like this in Sweden. Sugar multipong. I think that's that's pretty good. Sugar multipong. Sugar multipong. I'm gonna not do that it. Sounds like, too Asian. I don't know. Sugar multipong. It means it's not even bad. It's worse than that. Oh. I mean, what is this? <laughs> in the in the whole, what is this? This is an old beloved European folklore. Gone to La Hollywood to suit the generation who fell for the Twilight Saga. Two handsome guys and a girl stuck in the middle of some sensual scenes, some cool special <laughs> effects, some heavy music, and a setting that might resemble the old European medieval architecture. The acting is a bit so-so. Can't really complain about that but is dragged down by the rest of the junk. The special effects are well made, but that's about it. And the Maru movie relies a bit too much on that, instead of, example, writing a well-considered uh, well story. The way they dress is vaguely based on the old clothes, but not good enough for making it for feel real. How many had red silk dresses in poor medieval village in the 11th century? And why are they walking around in silk and thin clothes and short-armed clothes in the middle of winter? Everything and anything from the way they cut a tree, come on, where is the two-man saw? To how they built, to how the houses were built, everything was just a mishmash of cliches of what Americans might think the old European medieval must have been like. No. I mean... No. 
The biggest murder is on a story that I used to love as a kid, and they ruined it. Please be warned. Don't expect too much of this. <laughs> that's the end of the review. Well, that confirms it right there. It's a European story. So, that's that's it. That's all the reviews from IMDb. I really loved uh, all of them. They all had a little special, special little place that, in my heart. That they... one from India, man. That was like the most base movie watching experience instruction yeah like make sure you use the best sound system you have no no put together oh, the, put best together sound. the best <laughs> that's what made you laugh was like imagine you going shit i'm gonna actually put together a sound system for this mom where are the pliers you know and then your mom rocks up and she's like oh we've got this leftover boom box left add it in <laughs> <laughs> so that was Red Riding Hood 2011 the cinematic classic I'm very glad that we here got to discuss it with you guys and to actually just bring up a movie like this you know this month during October we are talking about movies like this we've already done Wolf Creek 2 this one had a wolf in it will the next one who knows I'm playing a game where you play as a wolf right now he's playing a he is a wolf he's very hairy yep. this you know this month we're, we're trying to do more kind of you know movies in line with your uh, you know October Halloween feel ones that are scary horror you know uh, thrillers uh, supernatural you know all these kind of ones that kind of lean towards the darker side of the human De- world and that that may involve monsters. Depending on our theory of what Mick Taylor is, you could say that they're all like dark fantasy? Dark fantasies with romance chucked in. And what did that last one say? Stuck between scenes of romance or something? Yeah. So, (laughs) you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people, and you guys can even be better if you... You know, if you like, you don't have to, but it would be helpful. You know, we do a lot of work here, and I'm not saying that you don't by listening. If you've made it this far, congratulations. But you could do a bit more. You could give us a five-star review or, you know, a good rating review or whatever. You could leave us a comment on... Or shit one. Or shit one. You know, we won't mind. Give us a review. Just increase the numbers. Just increase it. And, uh, you know, we have a Facebook page, Spit and Polish Presents, and, yeah. You know, you can comment on some of the posts there. You know, if we have a post that is for recommendations of movies for the show because, hey, we may not have done this movie. There are movies out there that we don't know about because, hey, we can't know every unappreciated masterpiece. There's reasons why they're unappreciated. We, we referenced one that we wouldn't have known about if not for a dear man named Nathan in this episode. Exactly. So, feel free. Rachel, you have been a fantastic guest, of course, and Bartek, it is always a pleasure to co-host with you. Same right back. Both those points I agree with. Um, as always, as always, remember to be kind to each other. Yes, do do that. Um, uh, I concur. So this is the ending part. Say something weird. Um, Well, I could. Could be a race. Uh, Who can say the weirdest... Are you leaving me out of the race? No, no, we're going to do it. Who can say the weirdest thing in three, two, one... Don't touch my keys! Tokugawa was not the first shogun. It was me, the Joker. Boom, boom, badang.